2: All right, Salisbury, Houston. Okay, let's do this.
1: Sean Salisbury, Boom, NFL quarterback. Sean Salisbury, USC longtime friend Sean Salisbury. Brian LaLima. Lima, Lobos. This is the Sean Salisbury Show.
3: Now the number one team in the nation. Sean, we talked about these Cougs yesterday, and here we are. A couple of weeks away from Selection Sunday, they are the number one team in the nation. Good morning.
4: Yeah, it's good. Uh, It's nice to have that and be recognized as the best team in America as we sit, the number one seed. One thing I can guarantee you that they're not talking about over there is, while it's nice, they've done this before, where they've been the the number one team in America. Now the key is to hold it. And get in as the number one seed of number one seeds. That'd be great. Uh and they're gonna get uh, it's not gonna get much easier between now and imagine having to go through the Big Twelve Conference Championship. Rolling through that gauntlet. Come yeah on, man. That's
3: gonna be brutal.
4: Yeah, that's why I mean it's like hey, I'm t i am like I said, I'm not putting words in Kelvin's mouth, but my gut is that he'll like, hey it's great, you've worked hard for this, enjoy it, blah, blah, blah. That you know, that's the goal all the time, but the goal's not just number one now, the goal's number one on a Monday night in uh early april that we are still standing as number one so you know enjoy it while you can but the, the focus is not to just be there the focus is to sustain it and um when you're thinking it, it's like chasing money when you love what you do the money will come when you chase right. the money sometimes it's not there same thing here you got the you got the one seed you're the number one team in america enjoy it it's great to walk around have everybody tell you but guess how quickly it ends in 40 minutes if you don't change it and i would imagine you know kelvin's gonna Make sure he goes about his business with his team that way. And they're there because of the things they do, the time they put in on, on things on the court that others aren't as, aren't as committed to. It's a good thing. And good for them. And a gutty win this past weekend on a Sunday morning, or a Saturday afternoon, should I say, when they beat Baylor there. So um, love it. And like I said, UConn's not going away. Purdue's not going away. There's a lot of teams that are going to be hanging around and um, – They'll be challenged again, not only in the tournament, but also in their own conference championship and in the regular season with some still tough games to go before we get to that, you know, tournament championship. The conference, should I
3: say? Yeah, they uh, host Cincinnati tonight over at the Fertitta Center, 6 p.m. to tip off. Then they travel to Oklahoma on Saturday. And they travel to UCF next Wednesday and then they finish off here at home uh, on your birthday, Saturday, March 9th, against Kansas. Well, I like to say that word. That place is gonna be packed.
4: i like to say a word. Man, just, hey, oh, it'll be packed that for Teeter Center for Tita Center will be rolling, man. It's great. It's uh awesome it's an awesome uh an awesome team to watch and every year we're in this position with them to be able to have them at least a challenge for the for the uh, national championship. And they're recruiting great players. They get, you know, getting transfers that help and contribute. And, you know, the ability that all of them have buy-in. That's the one thing I love about this is when you come to University of Houston, you know what you're getting. There's really no gray area. And I like
3: it. Yeah, there's no gray area for sure. Um, got about, uh, let's see, I don't know, three weeks left uh, before Selection Sunday. Houston trying to get a number one overall seed or at least one of those number one seeds. Um, you can. I'm assuming Purdue is going to be right there. I mean, it's going to be uh, UConn will be right there, but it's going to be crazy down the stretch for everybody in college basketball. Because, like I said, I read it yesterday. All the teams that lost last week in the shovel in the rankings, and we're still, like I said, three weeks away. So anything can happen when it comes to this season in college basketball.
4: Well, I can assure you, the top of the top ten teams, they're not all winning every game they play between now and. Well, it'll be in, in order to get through your conference championship. There's If there's a couple teams from the SEC or Big 12 in the top ten, like Houston and Kansas, that's going to change. Now, they may stay in the top ten, but someone's going to lose. On March 9th, somebody's losing. So you're either going up or down depending on who you are and where you are in that. So um, it'll be it's going to be a hell of a watch, and they're not going to be the only ones. There will be teams in the Big Ten, and that, that the top 20 will be littered with losses between when I say littered, I mean if if you lose twenty percent of the time with your top ten or fifteen in the next two weeks, that's that's a lot of basketball and that's a lot of loss. It just goes to show you the depth at the top of the N C two A basketball hierarchy and um it it'll change again. Hopefully not at the very top with Houston, but it's it's gonna change again somewhere somebody in there's moving one way or the other. So there's a lot of basketball to be played even before selection Sunday, so and there will be movement. The key is, will the 4-1 seeds now stay the 4-1 seeds by the time we get to that point?
3: So I saw a couple of different rankings last night. Obviously, the AP top 25 poll, uh, Houston is number one. The coaches poll, Houston is also number one. The AP top 25, Purdue is two. But in the coaches poll, UConn is two. And Purdue is three. And then UConn three in the AP. And then you got got the power rankings. <clears throat> Excuse me. U of H is two. Purdue is one. It's just funny looking at these different polls. Coaches think something different compared to the AP. And then you look at the power rankings, Houston's, Houston's not even at the top. I mean, it's all, look, it doesn't really matter until you get into the Big 12 tournament and then you get into March Madness. But still, from an optic standpoint, it's like, hmm, coaches think one thing and then these ESPN analysts think right. it completely different with their power rankings. You get to decide
4: which one of those you like the most. And on the power rankings, it's just individuals sitting around saying, I like this right. team more. And that's okay it's all it is is opinion a power ranking is right. nothing more when we put our power rankings together we may have the you know houston cougars won and five other people that were doing the voting may have somebody else won so that it's listen like i said it's not the value comes in yeah it's great we're there of utilizing it the right way and rolling with it but it's just opinion power rank i'm, I'm not surprised at coaches power rankings and now I'll put it this way: There'll be somebody out there who has their four one seeds, and Houston would not be there, you know, in the top two or three. That's just the way it is, and some would have Purdue lower, some higher. So, the the truth of the matter is, it's really not. Doesn't matter how you shake it in those first four, but the power rankings are always a little different than the regular polls.
3: What uh, what's your favorite time of year, sports wise? Is it that first? First weekend in college football, you know you're finally getting through the dog days of summer. The first cold fronts on or cool front, I should say, is about to be here. You get to step out on your, you know, on your back porch. Yeah, a little bit chilly out. You let your dogs out. You know, let
5: the dogs. out? You know, you
3: drink you drink your mimosa. No, wrong guy on a Saturday morning.
4: Wrong
5: guy. You
3: know, I don't go mimsies. Knock down a okay. couple of Whataburger taquitos because you know the boys are coming to, over to, later. Been known to do that. Or is it March Madness? You got baseball season kicking off. You got the tournament. You got the Masters right around the corner. Spring is here. You got your fresh plants potted in. Maybe it's you know June. What I mean? maybe you got some new turf being laid down. Yeah, yeah,
4: maybe it's June. Thanks for describing my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe it's June when there's nothing really going on. Maybe it's, that's my favorite it's sports too damn time. too hot. Maybe that's my favorite sports time. Oh, you don't have anything? Other than baseball. Maybe that's it. Well, NBA and hockey. I know, you, that's well enough, I know, I know you well enough to know that's, that's not, not true. That is not true. I, you're exactly right. I probably... Well, the best opening day in sports is surely not the NBA. Absolutely not. They missed... I mean, I, I don't even know when opening day. You know, there's either. like eight of them, it uh, feels yeah, like. Yeah. Um, it's sur- surely not the NFL. When you open on a Thursday night, that's not my favorite it's just not i know it's the game and the rest of it and fine even i don't care who i don't care if it's the chiefs versus the 49ers again now you watch it and you love it i'm talking about the pomp and circumstance leading up to it Mm -hmm. i think the nfl knows it's the nfl and, and they'll put you know tv commercials on and all that but you tell me first saturday in september or first thursday when the nfl opens you're going first saturday in september you know i think it's a hell of a question. I'm going to go with this time. I think March is the best month of the year. Forget the fact that that's our birthday month. I think the optimism and so much, you're coming out of a, for the most part, most places, it's getting warmer. Mm-hmm. And people have that, gosh dang, when, I mean, can I go outside and put shorts and t-shirt on? Right. I think when it and, and that's part of sports. I think golf season kicks in in winter places and it matters. We always have it here. March Madness is off the charts, gambling or not. It's great college basketball. The golf season is really in full effect. Not only playing on your own, Masters is right around the corner. Basketball and hockey and the pro level are starting to get to nut cut in time as we start to move into the spring. Obviously, the best opening day in sports is not hockey. It's not college football because even college football with the, the one in August is not. Yeah, there's the been good games. Right, right. Yeah. That's yeah. that's not the best. It's Major League Baseball. I, I still wish they did it the old school way. Where we started in Cincinnati with the parade, and they played at like eleven o five. I would love that—that starts there, and let, let's go the rest of the day. Own that day, right? So, but with that golf, March Madness, opening of baseball, warm weather, spring—you're coming out of spring training. Uh, you people are got the grill working, you're, you're, all those things. If you're swimming, you get the pool, beaches, there's spring break. Kids are coming back for spring break to be with their families mixed in with sports. You get that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday in particular, the Thursday, Friday of March Madness, which to me are the two best back-to-back days during the weekdays in sports. Better than Monday night football, better than Thursday night football. I like that. Uh, college football first weekend is a close second for me. But all there, there's just so much for me going on, and you know I, the college hoops and baseball. I, I just love that feeling of spring. And you know, like I said, golf's fun. And if you're some somewhere in Minnesota, you're like, I know it's still cold and there's still snow, but damn, there's a hint of sixty degrees and the fifty degrees. I can go wear short sleeves and go play golf or go do something outside. So I'm I'm all for. I'm I'm gonna say this time of year between now. And opening day and beyond in the Masters weekend, that whole presence there to me is the best. And the opening day in sports, the combination of Thursday, Friday, March Madness, and then right following that, um, you know, what, three weeks later or whatever it is, the opening or less, the opening of uh, the Major League Baseball season when you wake up that morning knowing, man, you can start to – I can almost smell – Camden Yards and the barbecue, right? right? Oh, yeah. And I know those are little things, but to me, those are the little room. It's like when you hear a song about your parents or, you know, something you and your dad used to listen to, it reminds you. Same thing here. Every year it comes around. And you know what? It never gets old. I'm never tired of opening day. There's optimism in the air. People have paid their bills back from January. Hopefully you've caught up after Christmas. Whatever it is, it kind of comes together, and it's like a deep sense. And some people are taking their own spring break vacation or getting ready to go on a, ball tr- a baseball trip or a golf trip with their buddies or family. So to me, it's it, and, and still by far. it's not, To me, it's not even close. And I know people are going to argue about the football season, and I get it. To me, the opening day of baseball is by far the best day in sports. let so not, not, not leave out. I'm a big Kentucky Derby fan, too. That, that's an event I have not been to, but I watch it. And if I'm somewhere where I can sprint to a kiosk, I'm going to gamble and exactly. of money it. on it. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So I, uh, I, I'm i going to say this time. Th- this time of year. Now, listen, in Texas, now, we've been through some cold, but it ain't like we... Well,
2: listen, it's not like we you're Minneapolis. First, But what we
4: went through for a couple weeks or a month, <laughs> yeah. they're going through since October. So... I just, I love the optimism in the air and then, you know, whether it's business opportunities or new stuff and you always think, okay, man, I'm going to get ready. And plus you're getting yourself right for whatever summer body it is you want. You're feeling, I just think you feel more refreshed when that sun starts to come out. I think hell weeks, we feel like, I feel like we have an early, like in two weeks or something is, is, uh, we're, we're, we're springing forward. I mean, is it already? Yeah. It's like in March. I thought it was much later. Um, but it, I'm pretty sure it's in March, like a couple weeks away. But we spring forward, so what? you know you're getting that long March day. March 10th? Yes, that's what I'm saying. I told you. Didn't it usually feel like it's like April 20th? I, I thought it was April like 14th, closer, to,
3: closer to Easter, April, or like even after April Easter. April 21st?
4: Yeah. I, agreed. So now, I don't know if that has anything to do with a leap year or what. I, I don't know how that works, but March 10th, dude, we're going to get that all day, every day. Long, I mean, where the, the sun doesn't go down, you're out barbecuing at 7 at night, having a cold beer, watching baseball. This is our time. Hell yeah.
3: Just trying to see if it's early this year. That is that's By
4: by far, for me, the best opening day. And I'll take this over the opening of football season. uh, Uh, But I do like that every Saturday, once it starts on Sunday, we have football fall along. That's second. To me, this is number one.
3: Yeah. Speaking of baseball, there's some power rankings that were released. Where do the Astros fall on, especially with the rotation? We'll discuss it next on Sports Talk 790.
1: The Sean Salisbury Show continues.
3: to continue. Continue. Big, big spring training action today. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You wearing them this morning? I don't see them. You got them in the in, in the uh, computer bag? Uh, no. Your pocket? No. No. Mm. No. I don't
4: think uh, they they fit on my what pinky finger. Probably. Yeah. No. So I'm... you don't have them? Nope. Wow. Yeah. They're not. A, that's not a big deal to me. <sighs> that's not
3: a big deal to me. Triple E. I know you're not from here. Yep. Would you wear a replica ring if you got it? No, I would not. You sure? It's just for, yeah, no, memorabilia. <laughs> so you wouldn't wear it around, like, let's, have you been to an Astros game yet? No. No, you have not. Okay. I didn't know if maybe y'all came down from Prairie View to go to a game or something. No, sir. While you were in college. So they do these giveaways, right? Okay. Uh, at Uh It's a promotional night. They've got tons of them at Minute Maid Park, and they always give out replica rings. Well, <laughs> last year they gave out a bunch of replica rings. So you if you got one, you wouldn't wear it to the game? I would not, know. Would you wear it in the studio? No. What's wrong with you guys? Y'all are down on the replica rings? I
4: I, I don't. Listen, I understand if you want. I'm trying to be as kind as I possibly
6: can. No, dude, let it (laughs) out.
4: I love that the Astros and the teams do that because I think that it gives people a sense of we're in the dugout with you. The reality is it's a replica. And you didn't take one swing okay <laughs> now i know they need a the, the fans are so important listen hey when you can't win many games at home down down the stretch mm, and you tough. find a way for people to keep showing up yeah. fans are great listen they do it because it's, a, it's part of that reward and makes you feel like it now i am a little I, I i do like eight years from now you're wearing a world series replica and you're in a bar what are you supposed to hey oh yeah Dude, we, I mean, when somebody asks you, are you a so, fan or do you say I played?
3: I'm telling you, man. We had this discussion, I don't know, I think last, last, year, last year, right? Yeah, Dude, you put it on, if if you're going to wear it, you put it on your finger and you sit at the bar and you tap it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but do you, do you see say how many, that you're involved how many, in the
4: organization or you're just a fan? At, because that, if you came to me and like, let's say we, when we won the Rose Bowl or national championship in uh-huh. 78 at SC, when I wasn't there. Right. Won a Rose Bowl championship and we have our ring. So if... Ten years later, I see a fan
6: mm-hmm.
4: or somebody with a replica ring. You know what the first thing I go up to them and think is?
3: They're an alumni or they, No, or no, they, no played? they played. Okay.
4: What, what year did you play? What, what, what year Rose Bowl? That looks a lot like my Rose Bowl year. You weren't on my team.
3: No, man, I'm 85. a fan. I was an alumni. It's my replica. <laughs>
4: <Six> <laughs> see my point? <laughs> now, they're, my they're, the pride in wearing it, I, I get the support, and if somebody they're going to give it to you, I understand. For me, they're more to put away as a reminder like you would a trophy. I'm not going to wear my high school CIF Player of the Year award around my neck. It's going to sit on a, on, a, on a trophy case, right? And it's the same thing here. Or if I'm a fan, I I, I, I don't even wear my own ring of the championships I have won. Yeah, I'm not saying that they shouldn't. Just like a jersey. You want to wear a jersey? Have at it. And the replica ring. I just think, what do you say if I'm I'm an Astros fan? I get it. Or I'm a Red Sox fan when they got this. I, I, I do get it. But for me, the I, I would put it this way: fans will wear the replica ring more than players will wear their own ring. Right. That that's it. So I don't have a problem with it. We I know we do it tongue in cheek and joking around, but no, no, no. Because if I'm going to wear it, I wanted to have played in it.
3: Reason I ask, yeah, is, is because Astros Twitter is starting to get fired up again, right? And I see it all the time on my timeline. And this morning, a a guy with tons of Astro stuff in his bio. He named himself spring training Pat. I like it. And
4: what's his opening day, Dave? Is that going to be an opening day, Dave?
3: Yeah, Memorial Day, Mark.
4: Yeah, exactly.
3: All-star break, Adam. Yeah. July 4th, Freddie. There you go. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, just it goes along with it. So I see, you know, and, and again, I don't need to be a kinder, gentler thing. Screw the replica ring.
4: It's great to have. I have one. <laughs> I and I have it it. Si- I have, I mean, like, you know, sitting. I'm proud for the Astros. Yeah, right, right. I, I mean, I cheered them on and the rest, but I didn't do anything to earn it. Yeah. Now, I know fans, while you may not have done on the field to earn it, having you there, you could be Tampa.
3: Yeah, you, good could, point. You, you, you could, could be, be Oakland. Tam-
4: That's exactly right. So, that support, it's almost a, here's your bonus for saying thank you for... Being a great support system, and I have no problem doing it. I'll never wear it. First off, like I said, they don't. Really, it fits about halfway down my pinky finger, so I can't wear it. But even then, I wear it around like you're going steady. I wear it around my my, my neck. <laughs> you put it on a necklace. Yeah, and I give and it to and your shit. And yeah, and, 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 and I if wear I'm this look forever. It up, yeah, I love you. No, <laughs> I, I get like I said. I think they're cool to hand out. I I, I still haven't quite grasped. I haven't. I, I get, we've had buddies that come on that on our show. This that right. they, they wear one said they wear it around their neck, and another one said he wears
3: it when he goes to bar. He goes, hell oh yeah, I wear both of them or whatever it is. We I, had another one that said he wears it for protection.
4: Right, I, you got to punch somebody in the face. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Hard times, brother. You're yeah. just like the flu. Right, exactly. So I, I, I don't. I guess the concept for me, and maybe it's because I'm removed from it. And I, I don't get it. I'm not into the you know. I'm just, helmets I wore, put in my office and stuff. But mm-hmm. I'm not a big memorabilia guy, right? Hell, dude, for the longest, I know it's in the safe. But I, oh, that's right, my ring. That's that's where it's at. You know how you put it in two different places, put it in a safe. You're like, I don't know where my, where's my, Rose- oh, my Rose Bowl rings with the other championship ring. So it's like, I don't really pay much attention to it. I just trying to figure out, like, ten years after World Series, or whatever, when you go, when you're doing it, what do you say to somebody when they come? Hey. Do you play? Do you do you BS and say I was front office guy? Or I was middle infielder
3: if you're like 5'8 and 160? I would roll with the front office thing.
4: Yeah, stay with the front office That thing.
3: would probably be a little bit easier to explain.
4: So, I I mean, I've, I've never understood, and I know you want to feel a part of it, and I think that's great. But I do rings, that, that replica ring for me, and it's great that the team does it for the, for the fans. But for me to wear, it's how I feel about wearing a jersey. I, I don't know what I'm... I, I, maybe you're, it's like in the, in your kitchen. Like if somebody you're on it, somebody come in here to bar and it's like, yeah, I'm a, you know, you know, fired up Astros fan or whoever, whatever. Sam, I'm sure they do it in every city. Do they, when you win a championship, does I everybody give it or is it just Mr. Crane who does it regardless? Right. Back in the day. Now they used to have bat day. Can you imagine this society we live in? Dude, there's pictures of when I was growing up, you go to San Diego, Jack Murphy stadium. Everybody gets Padre bat. That's it, it, sweet. There's oh, pictures they, of old school with, with everybody holding their bat up in yeah. the stadium. And can you imagine that? A hey, fight broke out in Philly, They're gonna, or a fl- fight broke out in Minute Made and they're going to beat each other over the head with it because you drank too much. They wouldn't even allow it anymore. And it used to be a regular occurrence. Right. Once a year, bat day. Every first 15,000 people in this ballpark get a bat.
0: That's chumbacasino.com.
3: No purchase necessary. BDW.
0: Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
4: Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers.
2: Damn.
4: Now, do you do the math? <laughs> or the wood to the head? I mean, whatever you want. So I'm just not a... I, I, you're, I'm the wrong guy to ask. Because I just... Well, that's why I asked Trip Lee. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't, and he's down on no. it, too. Yeah, I wouldn't know <laughs> what to say to somebody if they came. say so is that... Is What's that? Oh,
6: damn, I, look I, just, that I, ring.
4: I, I, I went to 15 games and I'm a fan.
6: Oh, you're a season ticket holder.
4: <laughs> no, I just went to 15 games. Okay. So, but I'm not making fun of. it. For me, it's not it, it, it's not a kinder gentleman. For me, I I, I I'm a uh, that's not my style.
3: So they're but not I'm not laughing at those who do it. Well, they can't. They're not going to have any replica rings for this season because they didn't win the division. Or they won the division, but they didn't win the uh, pennant. The, the pennant, yeah, right. Yeah, so, so
4: that's okay. Well, guess what? They got a, they still got a replica ring. Yeah, Break out your old one. Go get so it. you can't. Wear, th-
3: I mean, you can't wear a replica ring from two years ago. But here's the other this thing. season, oh, right? Your
4: ass. To hang around Astro's Twitter a little bit. You'll well. see. But my whole thing is, so you you took the time to go get it fitted. Think about that now. People people do that? Well, if it doesn't fit and you're oh, wearing it, it's not, one ring doesn't fit all. You never know. <laughs> one ring does not fit all. So it's like,
6: huh?
3: <laughs> you spend money on that?
4: I mean, should, should my, here's the question. Should, if you didn't get a degree, but you went to school.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Should you get a class ring? No, <laughs> you see, no. Do I get a replica. No. I mean, God, but as somebody who like left school after a sophomore year to travel the world? Right. But they were there when they won the Rose Bowl, or you or you you didn't graduate. But you know what? I'm going to get a replica graduate. I guess no. you probably can. You can probably call up Jostens and say I graduated 1985. Bal, yeah. Bal, Balfour does right, the same right, thing. Right yeah. here, I give a chance, and tell everybody in the world you got your degree. People apparently coaches on resumes have done that too with their right. resumes. But I'm just not a replica. Of anything guy when it comes to sports, let alone replica jersey guy. I'll hang it in an office for somebody but my own or so, hang, I'm just not a big, I'm not, but I,
3: I understand why people so do So what you're telling me is you won't ever go down to NRG Stadium with a replica Texans helmet on and wear it? I wouldn't Maybe go down. some shoulder no, pads. No, and... I, will,
4: I will never, you'll never see me with a ring no. that I didn't earn could on you, my finger. Could you imagine no, I'm not sure, saying but the but fans Sean... did earn it, the I... replica, because they're there paying money. I get it.
3: Hey, uh, could, imagine... <laughs> could you imagine Sean showing up to a tailgate with a freaking Texans helmet got... on? The helmet What's on? up?
4: Yeah, fired up. Yeah. Yeah, I son. love the passion fans, but you know, with as much money as they spend, I guess they deserve to wear a replica ring. It's that's just, for a good me, point. It, it truly is. Yeah, I, I mean... get it. Even, but get the ring and put it up in your office or something. I right, get it. That's what I have. I mine just, at. The, the thing is, hey, I'm leaving. I'm going to go to the bar. Let me put my replica ring on that I was a fan for. I didn't. I didn't. Just tap it one on the again. table. Yeah. Hey, whatever works. You know, I'm not making fun of them. It's just not for me. And it's.
3: <laughs> I'd feel like I wouldn't even know what to say. Yeah, no. <laughs> we doing not, it. Not, not doing it. No. All right. Talking baseball here on The Sean Salisbury Show. Some MOB power rankings have been released by CBS Sports. Where do the Astros land? And what do they say about the rotation? That's next.
4: Yeah, Men's T Clinic, Com. Fellas, what are you doing? What are you doing? How was your 2023? I'm just adding you mull it over for a 2nd Oh wait. Yeah. Sluggish. Maybe a little tired. Now, for those of you who said, oh, hell no, Sean. Mine's right. I went to men's tea clinic. I got my testosterone checked. Uh, We monitored my levels. Got them normalized. And now I'm in in 12 cylinders. I ain't in lower gear. I'm not stuck in quicksand or at least feeling like I am. Not knowing how to get out. Now, there could be anything going on. It could be your sexual wellness. But this is a full body wellness company. Sexual wellness, a big part of it, but full body wellness also. So when you wake up in the morning, it's not just about having mama at home happy and you happy, but also when you go to work, less irritation, more energy, weekend warrior stuff back, all those things. And it's real simple. Draw a little blood, and by the end of the day, you'll have your results at Men's Tea Clinic with a great staff and to monitor your sexual and your full body wellness. So if you're waiting for something to happen it's not going to change unless you decide to make it change. If you want things to happen, go to Men's Tea Clinic. Get this done so 2024 is the best year of your life and changing your life. dot mensteaclinic.com, or 972 go Men's tea. You don't have to settle for low testosterone, so don't. I'm
1: listening to you. So emotionally tied to the team. The Sean Salisbury Show continues.
2: Hey, right, let's go.
3: We are that much closer to Selection Sunday. We're also inching towards opening day in Major League Baseball. Uh, Real quick, before I get to these power rankings, got a couple of comments coming in about the uh, replica rings. Ravid1967 says, I want to keep my replica ring mint. Never know, you might have to hawk that thing down the road. (laughs) Uh, Billy Chamberlain says, I have a replica 2017 ring and World Series paperweight in my man cave sitting on a shelf. I never even went to a game in 2017, but he got himself one. And then uh, Trey... Says the replica ring route works at the bar to get a Zoid until you leave and pull up to a small apartment to close the deal. (laughs) A Zoid
4: until (laughs) she finds out, oh, man, what'd what'd you hit during the playoffs? Well, I really didn't. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So you wait till afterwards and say, no, 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 no. I was just, you know, it's just a replica ring. I'm a fan. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. Great line.
3: And then you you keep that ring on. And when you get done, you know, you say, look, it's not you. It's me. It's me. Five minutes in and out. You know, you still got that (laughs) ring on, though. Socks on too. Would you so- say
4: five minutes? <laughs> yeah. What do you? What, Couple minutes. What you know? are you doing? The other four minutes and yeah. forty-eight exactly.
3: seconds. <laughs> Canoodling as you, you find like to say?
4: Another bar. Um, yeah, you'd have
3: to find another bar. Yeah. You'd pick up a zoi with your replica ring. You can't be doing it the same one every time. Yeah. Uh, like mm. you can't. You can't go over to the Katy Trail Ice House. Yeah, you can. <laughs>
4: you can. I mean, it may work on one. It may work. Maybe it might be your crutch. It, it could be. be something you lean on. Right. Yeah. I'm not a. I, I. I think they're awesome gifts for the fans. mm Hmm. I, I've, I've, I'm, I'm yeah. sure as hell not taking it down to get it fitted to fit my finger to perfection. <laughs> I might,
3: man. Uh, I, might. Yeah, see, I might. Yo, yo. Yeah, see you, I might. Tomorrow I'm probably going to wear my Alperin Shingun jersey. That's okay. No, oh, actually, you know, I'll wait till Thursday because it's supposed to be a little chilly on Thursday again. I think it's supposed to drop back down in the 50s with lows of, like high 30s or whatever. It <laughs> st- st- so,
4: stunts my solid ball strike. It
3: does. I know it does. You know, man, so I'll wear it. my Alperin Shingun jersey with a hoodie under it and probably my replica ring. In my my Texans hat.
4: You're going all in. I'm going Homer
3: as can be. All
7: right. Hey, guys. One uh, one of the callers called back. His name was Allen. He just asked, Would you guys wear the ring for a team? Like, I guess if you guys were like a team manager
3: for the Astros or whatnot, would you wear it? Like a legit one?
7: I I guess so, yeah. Or I guess the
4: replica, I guess. Well, if
3: you're a part of the organization, you got a legit ring. And
4: And if you want to wear that, go for it. If if it was a replica, no. Replica, no. (laughs) No. No. If you're work him, it's legit. I don't even wear the rings. I did play. Right. Thank God.
3: What about like to? Uh, so I would wear if I was a part of the Astros organization, whether I was a front office guy, ticket guy, whoever, player, and I we won a World Series. I would wear that World Series ring to like a special event. Yeah, a big team I, guys, event, giving a gala, giving a speech. Right, yeah,
4: because like, people want to see it. I right. mean, my guy Charles Haley, who's won five Super Bowl rings, Charles would walk. He wears them on a chain around his neck.
3: Yeah. That's pretty cool. So
4: he'd go and have all five of them. He'd go because people want to see him. Yeah. You know, that that where you go into an event and Charles will pull them out. First of all, you're not going to try to take Charles Haley's rings because that would be a bad mistake. Right. <laughs> yeah. I assure you. Okay. And then Charles has him and it's a great it's a great talking point. Because man, they're earned and fans I understand why fans b- believe they've helped earn it and they have. How many of us, what's one of the first things you'll always hear come out of a player's mouth? I want to come out of players' mouth. What's one of the first things you always hear? Man, we couldn't have done without our fan base. Yeah. You hear it all the time. So I get the replica. I just am not, you know, we joke around. About it. I'm not, to me, I'd feel, I wouldn't know how to explain that I root for the Astros, but I got the replica ring. I I, I just, for me, it's just not for me. I can't, I have one else. Yeah. leave it set there on the trophy yeah. gate, but I, mm. I didn't, I, I didn't swing one bat. So I'm just going to root them on and say, thank you. What a great gift, but I'll leave it. But leave it displayed. But I don't even wear my, like I said, I I don't know when the last time I put my Grey Cup championship, Rose Bowl championship. I, I don't remember when I put the ring on. I think I probably should get a, cla- a master, you know, from my master. I think just for the for my, baggy yeah, ring. Because yeah, because of my, you know, I promised my yeah, parents. Yeah, but those things
3: you got to right, wear.
4: But I, right, but I would only wear that once in a while, even that, to an event or yeah. something, because I'm probably most proud of that and anything I've done and did it in my 50s. Yeah. So that, but I, I still then would stick it right by your degree and right there, right? Yeah. So I, I just, I get maybe also if you're a jewelry person or you're not, it's, it's up to you. I'm a watch guy and that's about it for me. So, but I get why people do it. I just am not, I'm never wearing a, a replica ring. No. It's just not for me.
3: No. It's not for me, but I, I, I respect I'll wear, I'll, those I'll wear, my, I'll wear my Thursday. No.
4: Yeah. I, I
3: think you should. I want to see if it fits. It's probably not going to fit. I yeah. have large hands, so probably <laughs> not. Maybe on my pinky. Go get it fitted. No, I got a couple chains I can put it on. Yeah, go get it fitted, Brian. No, man, I this no. Yeah, jo- Make a deal if, you, if, you, if you'll wear it. The time. If you wear yeah. it every day, of the baseball Alford.
4: season. Every day, of the baseball season, all year long, uh-huh. in here and wherever you go, everywhere, even when you're <laughs> coaching your team. No, I'll pay for the ring fitting.
3: <laughs> <laughs> my treat. It's not happening. You couldn't pay What's me to a, do what, it. what is it? No, there? I mean uh-huh. we can all be bought, but. Yeah, I'm not wearing that. because I then can't I, have to I can't, I can't to, imagine no. it's that
4: expensive to get your ring sized.
3: Can you? I, 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 I don't think, think so. so. Yeah. No, I'm a hard pass. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, I couldn't imagine being in a big nit that we're playing in, and a, a team from out of town. Oh, d- dude, your 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 head coach played for the Astros? No, no, it's a replica,
4: <laughs> Bruh. What? Like you drank a beer behind the Crawford box. Yeah,
3: damn right. It's yeah, I was in the club section.
4: It's a great. It's a great idea and a great. It's a great marketing gift and oh, a great sure. and a great reward for fans because from the, from
3: the Astros, no doubt. This fan base, they. You know, I mean, they love it. They come out of the woodwork for them.
4: No doubt, love
3: it. And I don't blame them. I'm just not wearing it.
4: I love it. Speaking of fan bases, yeah, you probably have this. I know we have it on the rundown. Yeah, stuff that we may want to get to. This is going to sound old head.
3: Uh oh. Is this the crowd? Can't do it anymore. Storming the court?
4: Can't do it anymore.
3: I was saving that for the stakeout. Yeah.
4: And we, well, I'm not going to give you my full answer. I'm just yeah. saying, can't. I'm just looking at it. you. You're talking Oh, it's point. all
3: over the media this morning. Yeah. Cannot do it anymore. Yeah.
4: We're celebrating when you upset the number one team and you're like 12th. Stop it.
3: Yeah. I agree. Just,
4: just friggin' stop it. Yeah. We can't. You just can't do it anymore. I get the excitement. You're just going to have to temper it because it's, it's, it, you just can't. Nobody, they don't care about it. What about this, this the four year old kid that's got his dad's or mom's hand holding the mom's hand or the dad's hand walking out there trying to celebrate and they, hey, great. You, you can't, I know there's going to be, but it's just out of control. Yeah. It, it really has gotten to the point, And I used to be, let the fans celebrate. There's got to be a better way to do it.
6: Yeah. They
4: got to, they got to monitor, but it's like all, it's like the college sports right now. We can't keep track of any of it. Nope. So I, we we got to we got to look long and hard at this because I never thought I'd get to this point, but I understand nineteen year olds want to celebrate after you upset somebody in a football or, or biggest win in history, but you can't do it. Yeah, you, you just can't.
3: Yeah, that's going to be for the stakeout at seven fifteen. I got because I got a couple of audio clips from uh, Jay Billis talks about it. Um, Is I mean, on our side?
4: Can't do it anymore.
3: Yeah, there's, there's got to be a better way. There to, does. to figure it out. I wanted so. to
4: celebrate, but it can't be that way.
3: Yeah, he even go. You know what? I'm, gonna, I'm gonna save, save it because it. yeah, yeah, it's, it's a pretty good audio piece. All right, let's get back to, uh, to baseball and talk about the Astros rotation. How confident are you? Uh, and could Justin Verlander be ready for opening day next on Sports Talk 790?
1: More Sean Salisbury. Get in, strap in, and ride in.
3: The top ten rotations in all of the big leagues. Can you guess who number one is? Pitching rotations. Atlanta Braves. They are. I'm I'm, I'm not
4: looking up the article. I didn't see the article. So I'm going to look at the, just make sure I don't miss anybody in the standings of baseball. So we get them all in here. You feel me, Doc?
3: Picking up what you're putting down. Spencer Strider, Max Freed, Charlie Morton. And oh, by the way, they added Chris Sale. Yeah. He's uh, Bryce Elder uh, pitched a lot last year. Got some experience that uh, rotation. I'm going to
4: name you the 10 that are in there. Okay. And you do it in any order. order. Yeah, so there's one. Uh, The Yankees will be in there
3: because of Garrett Cole. They are in there as the number six team.
4: Um, The Dodgers, for sure.
3: The Dodgers are number five. Texas and
4: the Astros both.
3: The Texas Rangers not in the top ten.
4: Wow, well, healthy Jacob Degrom not doing. It. World Series champs don't have a ought to tell you how they want it.
3: The Astros are. Can you guess where they are in this list? Eighth. No. Sixth. Nope. Tenth. Nope.
4: Second. Yes. Are they really? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Wow. Just. Are we just talking about starting rotation? Yeah. Not the bull, bullpen's not included. In just
3: this. starting rotation.
4: Okay, so we got. We got that. Let's see. I'm assuming... I I know we're going to miss somebody. They don't have Seattle in there, do
3: they? They do at number four.
4: Okay. Well, and that makes sense. And their pitching staff from top to bottom is probably better than... Luis Castillo. Now you don't know where Jordan Montgomery is going to end
3: up. Right. Right. George Kirby, Logan Gilbert, Bryce Miller, Brian Wu.
4: Do they throw Toronto in there as well?
3: Toronto is in here at number seven.
4: Okay. Now let me switch to the National League. We got the Braves. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Philadelphia has got to be in there.
3: They are in here at number three.
4: I would have probably put them at number two. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, their
3: front two guys are nasty.
4: uh, There's always arms in Milwaukee. They got them in there? They do not. Okay, Corbin Burns gone. Gone, yep. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Diamondbacks? Yes. They crept in there, had to, right? At
3: number eight was Zach Gallon and Merrill Kelly. Right.
4: Um, And
3: Nine and ten. They are National League teams, and they're the only two that we have not spoke about.
4: Uh, let's see. Are they going to throw the Mets in there because on paper they're good? Yeah. No.
3: Nope. These are two that you probably wouldn't think. Miami. Of. Nope. Really. St. Louis. Nope. That division though. NL Central. Well then, it's got to be the Reds. That's one of them. Yeah, for sure.
4: And then the other one.
3: It's in the West. No, NL Central.
4: Oh, it's in the Central. The Cubs. Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah Cincinnati Reds. You got Hunter Green. Uh, Andrew Abbott, Graham Ashcraft, and then Frankie Montaz gave you some, I guess, veteran leadership. And then the Cubs. Dude, the the kid Justin Steele for the Cubs last year was right there. Really good. Yeah, he came out of nowhere and was going to be a Cy Young candidate. Obviously, they got uh, Jamison Tyon coming back. Kyle Hendricks is still there. Jordan Wicks is the the lefty that they got.
4: The first four or five are pretty easy. Now, I don't know if the order... knowing what i know today i would not have put the astros starting rotation at number 2 right now top 10 for sure as we said um seattle belongs in there i mean there's no doubt atlanta at the top no doubt toronto's got hell of a staff um dodgers have a hell of a staff this is all obviously going into the season so right. we we pretty much you know had a, you have a pretty good ideas 6 to t- 7 of them that's in there i I uh and then the sneaky ones, like you said, Cincinnati and Chicago, maybe not as much Chicago, but Cincinnati that kind of gets left out of it, right? Right. It's got some good young talent and some good young arms and and when you I guess when you do the deep dive into the depth of their starting rotation, it makes sense. It makes sense.
3: Uh in this article they say does Justin Verlander have one last ace like season in him? Framber Valdez is a frontline starter. Hunter Brown in his second full season will take a big step forward. Christian Javier is surely better than the nonsense season in twenty twenty thirteen. Then there's depth provided by J.P. France, Luis Garcia, Jose Arquidi, and the return of Lance McCullers Jr.
4: Yeah, but two of them aren't returned yet. Right, they're not so, coming
3: back until July. But if I not. get
4: they're playing the optimism card, and as they should. So now everybody's healthy. Different story.
3: Yeah,
4: and one of the best staffs in baseball.
3: Right, and then you
4: got it. We'll see how that plays out.
3: Yeah, and you're talking about this staff, uh, Spencer Argetty, yesterday. Pitched well. He's a guy that's trying to break camp and find his way into the pitching staff. Where could he fit, and how did he feel about his first outing uh in spring training? We'll hear that audio and discuss next as we get ready to get into the 7 o'clock hour right here on the Sean Salisbury Show. But first, Classically Chevy Sugarland, Classically Chevy Highway 6, 2024 Chevy Silverado 1500 Customs, four ninety nine down, four ninety nine a month on a lease 1.9% interest rates 2024 Chevy Equinox LS 299 down 299 a month on a lease 1.9% APR available plus no payments for 90 days 13000 off the 2023 Chevy Silverado up to 4 grand off the 2024 Chevy Tahoe and Suburbans 6 grand off the 2023 Chevy Traverse tons and tons of deals Right now at Classic Elite Chevy Sugarland, Classic Elite Chevy Highway 6. That's what makes them the GM dealer of the year now, 13 years in a row. This is the best dealership in the state of Texas, hands down. Jeff and Tiffany Sebastian and their their entire staff from the service department, the sales staff, finance, everything. They're going to give you elite, elite customer service. You also get elite pricing and you get elite inventory at Classic Elite Chevy Sugarland, Classic Elite Chevy Highway 6. So get over there and get yourself a new vehicle. Check it out online, ClassicallyChevy.com, ClassicallyChevySugarland.com. When you get to that dealership, ask for Jeff or Tiffany Sebastian. Tell them that Brian Lima sent you, and together, let's drive.
1: KBME Houston, KCBC to Houston. My heart radio station. The Astros. Houston Astros. The Rockets. Rockets. Basketball. Your home for your home teams. This is Sports Talk 790. Driven by the classic elite Buick GMC Studios for the elite car buying experience. Salisbury. Salisbury.
5: Salisbury. Salisbury. Houston! Okay,
2: let's do this.
1: Sean Salisbury. Former NFL
5: quarterback, Sean Salisbury. the
1: USC Trojans. Longtime friend, Sean Salisbury. Brian LaLima. Go Lobos. This is the Sean Salisbury Show.
3: The Cougs jump up to the number one team in the nation in college basketball. The NFL scouting combine begins today. Spencer Ergetti pitched for the Astros yesterday.
8: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Boyd, were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Fastball got up to 94 miles an hour. And uh we got some audio from Spencer Arrighetti. I guess before we get to that audio, um, it's going to be interesting to see how he does. He's the number one pitching prospect for the Astros. Could he find his way up to the big league camp? And is there room for him? We're gonna, we'll are we discuss that this segment. Uh, this is what Eric Getty had to say about his stuff yesterday. I think I did a good job of that today. I think I, I could have done a little bit better with sliders. I think my curveball was pretty good today. I like the, where, the, where the cutter and forcing were at. Uh, got a punch out on a changeup, which is, which is big for me. That's another development goal is just throwing that, that one to a really good spot. So I think in general with, with spin today, it was pretty good. So he felt pretty good. Uh, he threw he had three strikeouts, only gave up one hit. Swing six swing and misses. Um, he pitched well. But it's it's going to be the question of where does he fit? He threw 32 pitches, 22 of them were strikes. Um, also worked in a sinker, uh, four seam pitch, so it's it's um, good stuff from Spencer Garrett, but I just I don't I don't know if he breaks camp where is he going to fit? Bullpen roll?
4: Well, if, if Hunter Brown's, I mean, is, is penciled in as the fifth guy or fourth guy in her fifth, yeah, it appears that, right? If he makes a squad, I, I yeah. would think. And then maybe if you get to a chance and it's a six man rotation, you know, him or JP France. Um, but I like when, he, when a man's commanding a slide piece. You got to command the slide piece.
3: First slide piece of the season, right there at seven o three here in uh, hey. uh, the morning.
4: Yeah, you got to command the slide piece. Yeah, was it the slide piece or the curveball he commanded?
3: Slide piece. I think it was a slider. Yeah, slide yeah. piece.
4: Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So felt
3: good about. Thank it. God he didn't say slurve.
4: Yeah. Yep. Hey, but I. But what do we call Dell? The sweeper.
3: Sweeper. Oh yeah. You gotta sorry. Have the sweeper. That's what I meant. Not yeah. slurve. The sweeper. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you got to have the. Oh, sweeper. I worked on a sweeper. <laughs>
4: I love how we change stuff every year. Hey, you know how you cover the slider, curve, sweeper? Just check out the hook. Well, D. Shay Revolves. Oh, yeah, it. yeah. Sorry. You know, yeah. it's, it's got a little hook on it. Some little different plane, right? Mm hmm. Are you a 12 to 6 guy? Yeah. You are, aren't yeah.
3: you? Yeah. Drop it off the table. Yeah. Come on, man.
4: We used to call that back in the day It just a simple drop ball. Really? it's <laughs> what so we really? called it. It's on the drop ball. Yeah. So things change over the years. But yes, yeah, good Spencer Aaron Getty, Sharp, and feels good about it, and it looks like he's got a pretty bright future. I know small uh, body of work, but they're raving about him. So let's see how that continues to turn out. And for his first round, pretty good. I like it. Have they fixed the pants yet? Have we seen any development on that? Wouldn't know. Don't care. Yeah. And then maybe they'll have to wear a slip. A what? Like the ladies do. You know, under oh their dress. Oh, my God. Maybe they'll have to wear it with the equivalent of a slip. <laughs> what? Everybody's got to wear the long tights underneath it. Yeah. Did you say a slip? Yeah. You don't know what that is? Go back to, what do you, do you know anything about May West? Okay, old school? Yeah. The, the, women used to wear long, like it's like it would be considered now like a nightgown, I guess. They wear slips under dresses so you couldn't <laughs> see anything.
3: Am I right? A slip is an undergarment worn beneath a dress or a skirt. It serves several purposes, both practical and aesthetic. A smooth silhouette. Right. Prevents 10%. wrinkling, right, and also for comfort and coverage. That also helps with anti-chafing.
4: <laughs> there you go. Maybe they need a. They may you need a male want, slip.
3: You want some big leaguers to wear a male slip?
4: A onesie. <laughs> no. My God. <laughs> from from your ankle <laughs> to your no. to, to the top of your jersey, I want a onesie. <laughs> where you got to wear that to cover up? It's a, like I said, a slip. It's the smoothing effect. So if you got BZs, it'll protect that. You're like, what the hell? You know what a BZ is? <laughs> a what? A BZ. What the hell is a BZ? Because we don't want to see, you guys, we don't want to see through their pants, right? <laughs> you don't know what a BZ is? No. A butt zit. <laughs> <laughs> we got too many you acronyms you do not want to see the 16-year-old who's got the, but with a grown adult a BZ. You can't use a BZ. I don't... Take yourself a loofah
6: <laughs>
5: yeah.
4: and leave it alone, Okay. It may enhance manscaping. A it lot could. of things you can do. But maybe they go the female slip on the male in a onesie way to prevent. That'll save it. Save a lot of money from sending them back to the drawing board. Let's redo these pants. There you go. Gosh, can you imagine how uncomfortable that'd be? I Say, you're like, Sean, what's a slip? Well, you learned something new. The fact that you didn't know is baffling <laughs> yeah, to I me. Mean, but,
3: no, I mean, I'm, I've am i never heard of a slip.
4: That's that's what the ladies wore forever to prevent. Some still do. Smooth on the skirt so There's not like it's not crinkled up back there. And then you're if it's a see-through skirt in the summer, you know, and you're walking, and the lady doesn't want somebody to, you know, see what they shouldn't see. Then <laughs> see they put they, a slip yep. on, yeah, so well. it prevents the, the, you know, the mm. the eye thing, the, eye, the you know the the eye candy stuff. Yeah, so there yeah, you go.
3: And uh, just the latest on the uh, MLB pant gate. MLB has denied changing the pants. (laughs) Right. So they're not going to fix them or anything.
4: Sure, because they don't want to pay. And how about make, you know, you can't do it. You say, okay, you guys are just all going to wear gray or blue or black pants this year. Nobody's wearing white pants. That's not going to happen either. So, yeah, we just have to deal with it, I guess. Do you like a black-on-black uniform? I love it. I I think some of them look really cool.
6: Yeah,
3: like I do. the White Sox like their city connect jerseys or whatever I, I, the black I, on black. I, I like Sick. when
4: this when they go navy on navy. Yeah, here.
3: I like it too. I do.
4: That deep blue, I'm a big time. Uh, you could take me back to the 70s uniforms and I wouldn't complain one bit. 70s eight, I loved them.
3: Even what was the team that wears the shorts?
4: That was the White Sox. They wore what them a it? couple times once for sure. I don't know if they ever wore them again. But they wore them one time those long and with high sanitary socks and big floppy collar untucked jersey. It it was a it lasted very for a very short period of time, <laughs> but it was actually like wow this is a trip, and you're like okay thank
3: you but yeah
4: I that, that, you won't see shorts again I wouldn't think
3: uh, no probably not yeah I don't know or maybe the don't they don't they every now and then like on a throwback day they wear the the jersey with the collar right with the, oh, yeah. with the pop collar I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that yeah
4: I think it look I think some of those look really cool I love the old school Oakland A's uniforms
3: what about like a sleeveless jersey with no sleeves though.
4: But I'd you'd have to have, I, I like the Don't old they, Cincinnati didn't Reds. Yeah, did they do yeah. that, right? Yeah, I would, I think they're cool.
1: KBME Houston. KCBZ HD2 Houston. My heart radio station. The Astros. Yes, the Astros. The Rockets. Rockets. Basketball. Your home for your home teams. This is Sports Talk 790. Driven by the classic elite Buick GMC Studios for the elite car buying experience.
5: Salisbury.
2: Of All right, Salisbury, Houston. Okay, let's do this.
1: Sean Salisbury, former NFL
5: quarterback,
2: Sean Salisbury, to USC Trojans,
1: longtime friend Sean Salisbury, Brian LaLima, go Lobos. This is the Sean Salisbury Show.
3: Spencer Ergetti pitched for the Astros yesterday. Pitched well, two innings. Fastball got up to 94 miles an hour. And uh, we got some audio from Spencer Arrighetti. I guess before we get to that audio, um, it's going to be interesting to see how he does. He's the number one pitching prospect prospect for the Astros. Could he find his way up to the big league camp? And is there room for him? We're gonna, we'll discuss that this segment. Uh, this is what Eric Getty had to say about his stuff yesterday. I think I did a good job of that today. I think I, I could have done a little bit better with sliders. I think my curveball was pretty good today. I liked the, where, the, where the cutter and forcing were at. Uh, got a punch out on a changeup, which is which is big for me. That's another development goal is just throwing that, that one to a really good spot. So I think in general with, with spin today, it was pretty good. So he felt pretty good. Uh, he, threw, he had three strikeouts, only gave up one hit, swing six swing and misses. Um, he pitched well, but it's, it's going to be the question of where does he fit? He threw thirty two pitches, twenty two of them were strikes. Um, also worked in a sinker uh four seam pitch, so it's it's um good stuff from Spencer Argetty, but I just I don't I don't know if he breaks camp, where's he gonna fit? Bullpen roll.
4: Well, if 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 Hunter Brown's I mean, is is penciled in as a fifth guy or fourth guy in Arke fifth, yeah. It appears that, right? If he makes a squad, I, I yeah. would think. And then maybe if you get to a chance and it's a six-man rotation, you know, him or J.P. France. Um, but I like when he when a man's commanding his slide piece. You got to command the slide piece.
3: First slide piece of the season right there at 7.03 here in uh, uh, the morning.
4: Yeah. You got to command the slide piece. Yeah, Was it the slide piece or the curveball he commanded?
3: Slide piece? I think it was a slider. Yeah, slide yeah. piece. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So it felt good about Thank it. Thank God he didn't say slurve. Yeah.
4: Yep. Hey, but I but what do we call it now? The sweeper.
3: Sweeper. Oh, yeah. You gotta sorry. you got to have the sweeper. That's what I meant. Not yeah. slurve. The sweeper. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you got to have the oh, sweeper. I worked on a sweeper.
4: <laughs> I love how we change stuff every year. Hey, you know how you cover the slider, curve, sweeper? Just check out the hook. Well, d revolves Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's got a little hook on it. Some little different plane, right? Mm-hmm. Are you a 12 to 6 guy? Yeah. You are, aren't yeah.
3: you? Drop it off the table. Yeah. Come on, man.
4: We used to call that back in the day it just a simple drop ball, really? so <laughs> we really? called it it's called the drop ball. Yeah, so things change over the years, but yeah, it's good. Spencer Arengetti sharp and feels good about it, and looks like he's got a pretty bright future. I know small uh, body of work, but they're raving about him. So let's see how that continues to turn out. And for his first go round, pretty good. I like it. Have they fixed the pants yet? Have we seen any development on that? Wouldn't know. Don't care. Yeah. And then maybe you will have to wear a slip. A what? Like the ladies do. You know, under oh their dress. Oh, my God. Maybe they'll have to wear it with the equivalent of a slip. <laughs> what? Everybody's got to wear the long tights underneath it. Yeah. Did you say a slip? Yeah. You don't know <laughs> what that is? Go back to, what do you, do you know anything about May West? Okay, old school? Yeah. The, the, women used to wear long, like it's like it would be considered now like a nightgown, I guess. They wear slips under dresses so you couldn't <laughs> see anything.
3: Am I right? A slip is an undergarment worn beneath a dress or a skirt. It serves several purposes, both practical and aesthetic. A smooth silhouette right prevents so wrinkling that... right, and also for comfort and coverage. That also helps with anti chafing. <laughs>
4: there you go. Maybe they need a They may you need a male want, slip.
3: You want some big leaguers to wear a male slip?
4: A onesie. <laughs> oh <No>, my God! <laughs> from all from your ankle. <laughs> to to the top of your jersey. I want a onesie where you got to wear that to cover up. It's like I said, a slip. It's smoothing effect. So if you got BZs, it'll protect that. You're like, what the hell? You know what a BZ is. (laughs) A what? A BZ. What the hell is a BZ? Because we don't want to see, you guys, we don't want to see through their pants, right? (laughs) You don't know what a BZ is? No. A butt zit. (laughs) We got too many acronyms this you do not want to day. see the 16-year-old who's got the, but with a grown-up, BZ. You can't use a BZ. Take yourself a loofah <laughs> yeah. and leave it alone, okay? <laughs> it may enhance manscaping. A lot of things you can do, but maybe they go the female slip on the male in a onesie way to prevent, that'll save it, save a lot of money from sending them back to the drawing board. Let's redo these pants. There you go. Gosh, can you imagine how uncomfortable that'd be? See? You're like, Sean, what's a slip? Well, you learned something new. The fact that you didn't know is baffling to <laughs> no, me. But.
3: No, I mean, I'm, I've am i never heard of a slip.
4: That's that's what the ladies wore forever to prevent. Some still do. Smooth on the skirts. So there's not like, it's not crinkled up back there. And then you're if it's a see-through skirt in the summer, you know, and you're walking and the lady doesn't want somebody to, you know see what they shouldn't see then see they put they a slip get. on yeah, so well. it prevents the the you know the mm. the eye thing the eye, the you know the the eye candy stuff
3: yeah, so there yeah, you yeah. go and uh just the latest on the uh, MLB pant gate MLB has denied changing the pants <laughs> right so they're not going to fix them or anything
4: sure because they don't want to pay and how about make you know, I, I, you can't do it you say okay you guys are just all going to wear Gray or blue or black pants this year. Nobody's wearing white pants. That's not going to happen either. So, yeah, we just have to deal with it, I guess. Do you like a black on black uniform? I love it. I li- I think some of them look really cool.
3: Yeah, like I do. The White Sox like their City Connect jerseys. whatever, li- the black I, on black? I, I like Sick. when
4: this when they go navy on navy. Yeah, here.
3: I like it too. I do.
4: That deep blue, I'm a big time. Uh, you could take me back to the '70s uniforms, and I wouldn't complain one bit. '70s, eight, I loved them.
3: Even what was the team that wears the shorts?
4: That was the White Sox. They wore what them a it? couple times. Once for sure. I don't know if they ever wore them again, but they wore them one time. Those long and with high sanitary socks and big floppy collar, untucked jersey. It it was a. It lasted very for a very short period of time, <laughs> but it was actually like wow, this is a trip. And you're like, okay, thank you, but yeah, I that, that, you won't see shorts again, I wouldn't think.
3: Uh, no, probably not. Yeah, I don't know, or maybe the don't they don't they every now and then like on a throwback day they wear the the jersey with the collar right with the oh, with yeah the pop collar I'm okay with that yeah
4: I think it looks, I think some of those look really cool I love the old school Oakland A's uniforms.
3: What about like a sleeveless jersey with no sleeves though?
4: But i you'd have to have I, I like the don't old they, Cincinnati didn't they, Reds yeah, didn't they do have, that right? Yeah, I would. I think they're cool as hell. The Oakland A's used to do it too, but. Every now and then you'd say, I think it was I saw Frank Howard, the former first base. You see old pictures. He's standing on first base. He's got like the Abreu, where it's buttoned down a little bit, uh-huh. and the half shirt, like like you'd wear out like at the back of a pickup truck drinking beer with your buddies. But that's the jersey with no undersleeves. I would, I, I don't have a problem with it if it's whether it's long undersleeves. I, I think those like the sleeveless shirts, but with undersleeve, short sleeve or long sleeve, I think they look cool as hell. I love him. You
3: brought
4: up Jose... I like the the button-up jerseys. You brought
3: up the the three buttons for Jose Abreu, right? Are you surprised we haven't heard one thing about him yet? I kind of like it. We've we've talked about Altuve. We've talked about Pena. We've talked about Bregman, Tucker, Yordan. Who's going to play center field between Jake Myers and Chaz McCormick? Mauricio Dubon. What's his role? Yannir Diaz behind the plate. First season. We talked about the rotation. And not one thing about anything... About Abreu. About Abreu. Not about his offseason. Did he come in underweight? Did he lose weight? Not underweight. I'm sorry. Did he no, lose I don't even weight? He Is he in good? Nothing.
4: It. So p- part of it tells me he's working in silence and doing his thing all off season. I like that.
3: Real G's moving silence yeah, like yeah, lasagna.
4: Yeah, exactly. Nice. Yeah? Nice. I don't... I I don't have a problem with it. It's not like he had to tell us all. He doesn't need to tell everybody. He's in, just go do but your no thing. But no writers have talked about him. Nothing. I'm I'm assuming he's must been put it this way. If he's not fat and out of shape, it tells me he's been committed to it. And I feel like he's a really good teammate. I yeah. do. I don't care about his struggles well, at no been- time did I ever ever hear him get mad at the fans or blame anybody. When he was, he hustled, did everything, did it whatever he could, even through all the people ripping him. He's got a really good. It feels to me approach to criticism. And he didn't get too high when he was raking in September. I think he led the team in RBIs at one point in time. And and, and I'm talking about in that 30-day, right? Mm -hmm. So, which has been typical of his career. He gets better every month. So, uh, I kind of like it. Working in science, it's almost as if he's our first baseman and we'll go. And it it appears that he's going to be your regular guy. Because I haven't heard one mention of, oh, he could be challenged at first base. No. No, No. He's the guy and. And hopefully he he starts a little faster. Maybe he he starts like he usually ends, which would be great.
3: Yeah, you saw it when he finally hit his first home run last year. Dude sprinted around the bases, crossed home, and then slid into the dugout. I actually I like to celebrate. I love
4: the guy's approach. I yeah. do. I know he struggles. People get mad at it, but I will find a lot out about a teammate when you're when you're struggling. How you still treat the game? How you treat your other players? How you treat fans when things aren't going well, and I don't ever remember Abreu being a pain in the ass teammate when things were struggling. I, I, got, listen. If you hit 340 the whole year, then you're having one of those years where it's like this is this is my career year. Abreu's been an MVP in the league, and I didn't see one time, and maybe I missed it, but I don't remember one time us saying uh, the struggles. Yes, the power gone. Then he got a bad He'd Like the power to come out quicker, but I don't remember at any time us complaining that he was a an average teammate or a powder when things weren't going well. Yeah,
3: no, you, you don't hear or that. Or a
4: brooder. I thought mm-hmm. the same energy no matter what,
3: and I like it. Lineup just released this morning for that game uh, at noon today. Altuve leading off. Jordan Alvarez hitting two-hole. Alex Bregman hitting three-hole. Kyle Tucker, cleanup. Jose Abreu, Yanir Diaz, Jeremy Pena, Corey Jolks, Mauricio Dubon, Jose Arquiti on the mound. So there you go. Alvarez up in the two-hole. You got Altuve, so it goes righty, lefty, righty, lefty, righty, 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 pitcher. Who's leading off? D's. Who's leading off, seriously? Jove Altuve. Oh, I thought you said he's hitting second. Who's hitting second? No, Jordan. Oh, Jordan. Okay. Remember, we talked about that no, yesterday. No, I thought you yeah. said
4: today's lineup that he, that, that, I thought you said, but you had Altuve. You put the, when he was hitting before, you said it after, and then you said yeah. hitting second. Jordan. Yeah,
3: Altuve, Altuve leading off with uh, Jordan in the two-hole. See how that goes today against the Nationals. Um for uh the shows. Uh what's his what's his name? Uh Will Wagner, also uh supposed to get some run at first base. We we're talking about the first base position. Will Wagner was taking ground balls at first base, see if he can break club uh this uh you know this spring training on offseason. Excuse me. All right, <clears throat> excuse me. Let's get to the stakeout next, right here on the Sean Salisbury show. Let's go take back what's up.
1: Yeah. Now, back to, to Sean Salisbury. Salisbury. Hey right, Sean, what are you hearing out there? Now the Salisbury Stakeout. Salisbury Stakeout on the Sean Salisbury Show.
3: It's time for the Stakeout right here on the Sean Salisbury Show. Sean Bryan and Triple E with you this morning on Sports Talk Seven Ninety. Astros, Nationals in spring training. First pitch at twelve oh five. Jose Arquidi on the mound. The Cougs men's basketball team, the number one team in the nation. NFL scouting combine begins today. We've got some free agent news. Uh, in regards to Saquon Barkley and a couple of the other running backs, how does that affect the Texans? We'll talk about that at 8 o'clock this morning. Let's get to the stakeout. Jay Billis, college basketball analyst, one of the best to ever do it, had some thoughts on storming the court. That's what he said.
1: And But the truth is nothing's going to change now. We're going to talk about it. It's going to go away and nothing's going to change. And if they wanted to stop it, they could stop it tomorrow. Uh, the, the, the administrators will tell you that uh, security experts tell them that it's not its not a good idea to try to stop the court storming, that that could cause more problems than it would solve. But you don't have to stop the court storming. One time, all you have to do is once they're on the court, don't let them off. Just, just say you're all detained and give them all citations or arrest them if you want to. And then court stormings will stop the next day. Um, There's no accountability for this. The fans feel like it's an entitlement. And the universities like it. And the truth is, we like it. All right,
3: so if you missed it, Duke and Wake Forest played over the weekend. Wake Forest upset Duke. Wake Forest uh, fans stormed the court. They injured Duke star Kyle Filipowski. Uh, He says he's a little sore. Still don't know if he's going to play this week. And there was also something earlier uh, in the season when Iowa, uh, they got upset by Ohio State. Caitlin Clark was shoved to the ground by a fan running on the court.
4: If you're asking me how I feel, I've changed. I used to think, oh, this is cool. But it's out of hand. And and it is. And Bill on Twitter said it's kind of a look at me thing. That Mm -hmm. That celebration's long. It's old now. It's, look what we got to do so you can share it with your, your, your friends. And Jay Billis is spot on on all points. We do love it because it looks exciting. And then somebody gets hurt. Now, my thing is, if one of these basketball players on a losing team is walking off and gets run over by some, from some kid and punches him in the face, are you mad at the player? Shouldn't be mad at the no. player. You came into their—you came into their—this is their workplace. This is their house. When it comes to the court, that's their workplace. And he's exactly right. Fans think they have the entitled; they're entitled because they bought a ticket. I'm not saying all of them, but it's true that they think that they have the that they're entitled to run on the court no matter when. And we do like the visual because it's oh my gosh, Wake Forest. Wake Forest has been in tournaments before, and I know they beat Duke, but come on, come on, you play them twice a year minimum, right? And then the tournament, if you're lucky, yeah, enough. Okay, I, I can understand when the 16th seed beats a one seed and you storm the court even though it wouldn't be at your home court anyway so you're not going to storm it right I wouldn't think I I don't I'm usually on the fan side I'm not on their side on this anymore because if you get punched in the face you sue the player but the player got run over by you now are we mad Jay's right keep them all in there detain them oh that's a little harsh well when somebody blows out a knee and it's a player on your team then it'll bother you and I would make it if you don't want to go that harsh you want to you know how to fix it is you simply, with that win, if they storm the court, it's automatic. You forfeit that victory. And then you'll have coaches doing what they do, what, what Greg Popovich does, grab a mic and go up and say, don't boo Kawhi
3: Leonard. Oh, yeah. That dude, And he's not
4: even there. <laughs> so you go up and do it. You forfeit it. What if it's the one win that gets you into the, the, the uh... tournament? Yeah. Or what you move up all of a sudden that that win at the end of the season is a powerful win and you have to forfeit it. Start there. Arrests yeah, okay, M- maybe a little hard, but that'll end it. Jay's exactly right. Put a put a well. You're on the court now. We surround it and the play You can't get off. You, whoever's in there, arrest, 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 detain, find, uh, and and take it from there. I'm going to go one step a little, but Jay's right. I'm okay with that. Give the team a loss. Forfeit the victory and that the team who lost actually gets the victory. And when you agree on that, watch how quickly it stops. You can stop it. You're right. Once they start going out there and run to go inside, picking guys, you either have to corral them all or let it know. Forfeit one game and watch what happens. Arrest them. Fine them. Take away that they're not allowed to go to any games anymore. Watch what happens. So harsh. Yeah, but it's also harsh. But like I say, oh, man, that player can't hit that person. It's an unfair match. Well, then don't run into him and, and unload on him in the back running to try and celebrate with your fraternity buddy on the other side of the court. So, now, I'm, I used to be okay with it. It's just, it, it's out of hand. We, we can celebrate another way. Go to, the, go to the bar and have a shot and treat each other and then walk home and don't drive. How's that? Yeah, I, Save it.
3: So I'm I, over it. <clears throat> Excuse me. I went to a small school, right, and our basketball team when I was playing there was pretty damn good. But there were some up, upset wins that we had, and we stormed the court. And I thought it was the most thrilling, coolest thing ever. But now we're to a point where something's got to be figured it's out not, with this thing. Not, yeah. I don't like when the number twelve team in the nation upsets the number two team in the nation, and their fans storm the court. It's not an upset. You're the number twelve team in the land. It's an embarrassment. You're you're not upsetting it, anybody.
4: You're you're, you're humiliating. It's an That's just look at me. That's stupid. You're the 12, yes, yes. You look you
3: look like an idiot. Now, when a nine-team, nine-win team upsets Duke, okay, I can understand that. But still, something's got to be done about it.
4: Hey, you understand it, but if you run into a guy and blow out his shoulder and he knocks the piss out of you, do right. what?
3: Well, you got that coming. But guess, it, what, he...
4: guess what? The, guess what the fan would do.
3: Oh, he probably sue, sue the them. Yeah, exactly. Right. Sue so the school, whatever. So if you want to prevent yeah. all
4: that, okay, one time, all you got to do is do it. It's going to change. I, I'm just telling you. The, we, we now are to the point when you got guys being walked off you it's gonna change we're gonna take that and I know that basketball like it's a great thrill storm in the court you're the you're, you're the, the team that's won two games and you beat a, a team that's a possible one or two seed in the tournament you beat him in the last regular season game have at it a different way yeah it's changed you just can't because and it is not your it, it, it's not your, your your entitlement you're not entitled to run on the court because you bought a ticket Yeah you're just not you're not entitled to do it and you're going to get the hell knocked out of you at some point in time because you're going to run into the wrong dude who's pissed that he lost we know that's going to happen yeah that's coming. so i understand the celebration the fans excitement i just think we got to do something for it and while we love it from a distance you want to be in the middle of that after a loss and you're frustrated you hell know how that no. goes right oh yeah Guys start throwing haymakers and some woman to some teenage girl gets hit or an eight-year-old uh, who's there with their mom in her cheerleading uniform, or her dad, and they're holding hands. All of a sudden, boom! On the court, they get trampled. Well, then they say, "Well, don't let the eight-year-old on the court with their parents." Well, then don't let the sixteen-year-old or the twenty-three-year-old on the on the court either. So now that's that's their safe haven. Okay, so if the if the uh, do we do it in baseball? Do we storm the field in baseball?
3: No, <laughs> we sure don't. No, hell no. Guy hits
4: a walk-off home run to beat a team and get to the NC. You NCAA party to, your to, ass to,
3: off in the stands. You
4: don't. You don't. You don't get on the field. No, you don't. So why in the world is it okay for basketball and football? Good point. What's the difference? Right. You
1: don't do it in baseball. You can
4: control it. Right. Well, there's less. Yeah. If there's less people, then storming it with baseball field seemed would be easier. I saw him do it back in the World Series back in the day when Reggie Jackson. You saw that clip. Yeah. He comes running from the outfield. He's throwing shoulders and forearms Truck, shivers and, yes, people. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah. That's it's, great. It's exactly right. And it was. I'm like, okay. So while I love the fans in it. You just can't do it. We we, we can't do it anymore. Yeah.
3: Yesterday, John Shire, obviously the head coach of Duke, Bill Self, the head coach of Kansas and other college basketball leaders called for a ban on court storming in college basketball due to safety concerns, a potential legal impact for athletes and students.
4: As snowflaked as our country is now, Mm -hmm. I mean, worried about everything, a guy skins his elbow running around on recess and is a 10 year old. Parents want to go sue the school for letting him run on the blacktop. Remember yep. those days? Yeah. Hey, then old days. Go put a bandaid on it. Get your ass back out to recess. Now, got to sue. Right? Oh, we got to do this, and somebody did this. We're blaming it on everything. You'd think you would think that with all this stuff going on, that people, I don't want my son to get hurt or my daughter to get hurt. Yet on college, man, we are encouraged. Oh, yeah, go out there run and run people over. Listen, I know that sounds. I'm not a guy that really. I don't want anybody to get hurt. I, I I love the don't you? The optics are cool. The, the optics doing are cool it, from my
3: TV. Doing it right, That's Running, exactly. being a student doing that is awesome. And I've never done it, but I've seen. I think it looks cool. It is, especially when it's a big time uh, win or a uh, let's see a buzzer beater but type you can't thing. Do it. Right? No, it's gotten to can't. a point where where I, I used to be. I was. Uh, in favor how are it. you going to shut down court storming? It's like Easy. one of the coolest things. But now, like I said, when I see the number ten team in the nation. And their home fans storming the court after beating the number three team. Come it's on, man! It's embarrassing. What are we doing? That part is like embarrassing. that. That's ridiculous. Yeah, and now you got players getting hurt. The last thing I did during a, a court storm is on. Well, I guess maybe because I was an athlete. I was always very aware of where the opposing players. I don't want to get near them. They just got their ass kicked, or they lost. Last thing I want to do you is get catch rocked a right, in the right face. hook to the yeah. face. That's right. Because I figured that was coming. Because I've been in those situations where you're where you're losing. Let the thing same you want to people do.
4: who storm the court and say we should be allowed to do it. I just I bought a ticket. Nah, dude. By the don't... same person if they get knocked out sues the player.
3: Right. Could you imagine yeah. we just dropped down a badass broadcast and we got fans coming in here, storming the set, wanting to grab your nuts. You know what I mean? And the problem Wanting with autograph? that. There's no, <laughs> <again. laughs> a problem with that. <laughs> this is just ridiculous, no. man. I, I I don't know. All right, let's get let's get back to baseball. Justin Verlander, will he be ready for opening day? We'll discuss it next, right here on Sports Talk 790. Kobe Stevens Golf Apparel, kobestevens.com. I'm going to be with the Kobe Stevens Golf Apparel Group right after the show today over at the Memorial Golf Course. Big news coming from Kobe Stevens. You're going to want to check them out on social media. Look up Kobe Stevens, C O B Y s-t-e-v-e-n-s that is kobe stevens golf apparel check it out on social media that announcement coming soon big news that's going to drop just in a couple of days and the big news has to do with something going on in march with kobe stevens golf apparel you're not going to want to miss that announcement they've got hats polos t-shirts pants shorts they got a super savings section right now on the website up to 75 percent off they've got a ladies and a youth line as well so fellas If you want to take your girl out onto the golf course, get over to Kobe Stevens Golf Apparel. Get her a uh, a tank top. Uh, whatever you want to dress her in or what she wants to look good in when it comes to golfing. Y'all can have your little outing together out on the golf course and rock some Kobe Stevens golf apparel. KobeStevens.com. They support first responders. They support the veteran community, active duty military, and tons and tons of charitable organizations right here in the city like Houston Pets Alive and everything else you can think of when it comes to charities right here in the city. Kobe Stevens Golf Apparel. KobeStevens.com. Look good, feel good, play good with Kobe Stevens Golf Apparel.
1: The Sean Salisbury Show. Put our smart ass on your smart speaker. Google Play Sean Salisbury on iHeartRadio. It's the no. dog,
4: man. There a lot of there are a lot of good dogs out there.
3: I thought you were cultured, man.
4: It, yeah, you know <laughs> you you probably don't want to go there.
3: I just wrong went there. Tread, okay, wrong tread. Why don't, yeah. you tread yeah. these, don't tread. Don't tread there. Tread lightly. Yeah. With that, a little disappointed, man.
4: (laughs) You can play another DMX song, and then I probably would say, "I'm not sure who the voice is." Then you say, "DMX, oh yeah, I know the cut."
3: Yeah, there you go. Probably. What happened, man? Quit, Karen. You can (laughs) you can tell me uh, the 1992. Or the 1972 ABA All American Player of the Year, but you, you didn't know who DMX is.
4: No, you didn't ask who DMX is. Uh huh. I know exactly who DMX is. Okay. You asked who the voice was on that song, and I said I don't know. Then you said DMX. I said like DMX. Mm. See, see how, mm. see how, who are
3: you? Twitter? I'm gaslighting. That, that, the hell that, that, oh yeah, you right you're like, oh, like, yeah.
4: Especially from you. Considering you whoa, didn't know who whoa. Marlon Brando this, or Lucille Ball was? This, I did know who never, Lucille
3: Ball and, and you'd never seen The Godfather? I still haven't seen The Godfather. Heard it's an overrated and, movie. And you, like,
4: like I said, I mean, I could name a movie What's from, saying, three from a, a month and a half ago that you haven't seen. What's that? What's I, that? I, I, I watched
3: car, Sicario the other day.
4: Yeah. About oh, time. You only, you're, you're only a, Which you're one? A,
3: beekeeper
4: good movie right great see? movie yeah uh, yeah he's on t- at least you're you're only a decade behind with <laughs> you, right. oh you watched sicario i did yeah way to jump up
3: <laughs> yeah and three billboards in, in missouri name the actor in sicario uh, joaquin phoenix in sicario <laughs> yeah oh no oh. Mm. What was his name george carlin uh, no not him either hold on what is it sicario the fact that you don't know any of them yeah i don't dude, who cares i mean oh josh bolin brolin Bolan bolin
4: no Brolin. Oh, yeah.
3: Benicio Del Toro. That's right. He was Alejandro. Do you know who uh, Do you know who Josh Brolin's dad is? Uh, Jeremy Brolin. No. From the Brolin brothers of the East Coast. No. Yes,
4: it is. Uh, James Brolin, who was married oh, to yeah. ba- Bab Streisand. All right, right. Barbara Streisand. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, we talked about that. And you yeah. want to talk to me about... Dean I don't Streisand, know who DMX be, is. Right, I know not, exactly who <laughs> DMX is. Barbara
3: Streisand, not to be confused with uh, Dean Streisand of the West Coast Streisands i never heard right. of them. You haven't? No. And you're a West Coast guy. I it's know about the weird, West
4: Coast Streisand. I just don't know about oh. Dean Streisand, okay? You don't know
3: Dean? There he goes. I got your gaslighting right <laughs> here, okay? <laughs> Not to be confused with the Dean Dome. You don't even know anything about the Dean Dome. Do you? Yeah, North Carolina, the Tar Heels. They won last night. I love a good pregnant pause. When you're pon- what are you pontificating on?
4: I'm just waiting for you to tell me well. what you, you teased it. Let's go.
3: Well, Justin Verlander, you think he's going to be ready for opening day? No. He was asked yesterday if there's a better idea whether he'll be ready for opening day or not. Verlander said, quote, I wouldn't say there's a better idea or not. We still got some time. Obviously, it's tight, but things are progressing, end quote.
4: When he says he'll be ready for opening day is when I'm, when I'm in. When he's still sitting on the fence, if he's ready for opening day, then I'll say no. He wasn't going to start opening day anyway, I wouldn't think. Maybe he was, maybe he was last year was who Fromber he wasn't here, obviously, yeah year before when he was here, World Series year, I believe Fromber got the opening day start, if I'm not mistaken when they' are the their last World Series season, I do believe before Verlander left to the Mets, I believe Fromber started it was it was opening day starter or opening day, yeah, ran him out there opening day, I believe
3: let's see. Fromber in 2022 did indeed start for the Astros. Yep,
4: so we'll see. Is it for Fromber, even if Verlander was ready, is it an emotional, mental confidence thing that if you say, no, we're starting Verlander, you're like, well, why am I the number two? I'm the number one. Not out loud, but I wonder, is it important for his emotional and, and, and his confidence for you to run him out there even if Verlander is ready? I believe Farmer starts opening day, Yeah, even if Verlander says he's fit to go. I think he's one and Verlander's two.
3: Yeah, uh, Chandler Romo of The Athletic says, Justin Verlander isn't throwing breaking balls off the mound, but that was part of his original plan. His shoulder, quote, feels pretty good. I wouldn't say there is discomfort. It's just not completely loose, which is probably normal for a buildup like this, end quote. It's normal to not be completely loose? And what's the buildup, dude? You've been doing this for forever. What does that mean? I, I,
4: we talk about it every year. I don't know. What? 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 I don't know. What, to me, build up, you, you build the foundation and start adding to it until the house is done. It's the same thing here, I guess. I mean, he knows his body better than than we do. I, I that we, that ramp up and build up, so overused in the pitching world. It's the
3: same thing every year for you. I mean, I get that he's getting older. but What do you mean? It's not. It's a what? Probably normal that my shoulder isn't loose for a buildup like this. What's the difference between last year and this year? Again, a year older.
4: I guess the uniform
3: he's in. I don't know. Whatever, man. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't. not you. Whatever, man. I'm just no, like, I, this I know is... what
4: you're saying, brother. I, I, like I said, I'm, I, I don't think any of us. I don't care if you're 20 or 70 or somewhere in between. At the time now, somebody will go. Well, that, they have to do it. Get understand the. Ramp up, build up, talk all time. I've had a full off season to ramp up and build up to get myself ready. And not for the see, for me, when you go to training camp, football or in baseball or basketball, that ramp up or build up is not the build up that has you ready for opening day when you open spring training. It's the build up to be doing everything that you, whatever that you think that is the best. That, that here's what has to be done opening day when I show up to spring training. Here's what I'm working on. If you can't do that, then I always say, well, what happened in your offseason? So the build up isn't the buildup for the regular season right now. The buildup is you build up in the offseason to be obviously strong enough to last a full season, but you're not building up to start the first day of, of you know, you're not pitching nine innings in day one, the regular season in spring training. The buildup is to get to spring training, and then that spring training time is then off the mound. You're ramping up whatever it is that your routine is every day, how many pitches you throw that you've been doing time and time again. I I have zero idea in the off season what goes on and how hard certain guys train and how hard certain ones don't, but I'm going to trust the athlete who's been doing it for a long time that he knows his body. My guess is that he wouldn't pitch opening day even if he was ready. I think that's probably Fromber. Secondly, if he doesn't tell me he's ready for opening day, I can't. I, I, I wouldn't bet anything different because Verlander seems to know his body better than anybody. But I understand the build-up, the ramp-up. We hear it all the time. What, so what's the ramp-up for a guy like Garcia or McCullers? I hear it with McCullers every year. Right. So I guess we'll find out what his ramp-up and build-up is when he gets ready to go. If you're a bet man, would you say both will be ready on schedule? Those two? Verlander, no. No, I'm talking about Garcia and McCullers.
3: Oh, sorry. No, I think Luis Garcia before McCullers. I hate, yeah, I hate that's where I've come, but I'm not going to believe it until he suits up and gets out on the mound. Starts the game. Yes, or comes out of the bullpen, whatever.
4: Would agree. Um, I don't. If Verlander misses a start, I'm going to hope and maybe throw the optimism glass half full that he's not going to miss the second one. How's that? To open the season.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think Luis Garcia will be back before... Lance McCullers.
4: Fair enough. You know you got to get that build up. It's a ramp up. What? what does that mean? Does a hitter ramp up? If he's been hitting all off season, do hitters show up? Now live BP, I get it. Now you may you're taking live BP with your buddies, or you're working in a cage off a machine or what have you during the off season. But does a hitter build up? They hit
3: all off season, okay. or they take a couple weeks off and they get right back to it.
4: So, so Alex so Fregman
3: literally hit the entire off season. So what's
4: that build up? So when you get so hitters when they get to spring training, physically should be ready to go, right? Yeah. You don't just show up in camp like the old school days to get in shape. You show up ready to play. Yeah, and that's just to me spring training for a third baseman is polish. Agreed. You're just polishing up your game. You're not ramp building it up. I know pitchers are different because they're throwing. You know. 80 to 100 pitches a time. But I think as a regular, everyday player, if you come to camp and you're like, yeah, I'm a little stiff and sore this off. I mean, not from the everyday thing. I can throw a million balls in the offseason as a quarterback. The second you go to camp because the intensity, two practices in your arms a little more tired just because the intensity and you got gear on and all that. I get all that. But I, 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 I just, I guess the frustration is I just don't want Verlander not getting his, what, 25 to 28 starts Stars, type yeah. thing. Yeah, that'd be nice.
3: Yeah. And obviously, I don't know, man, I'm just a little like the comments that I hear. It's just like, dude, what?
4: I just I'm going to I'm going to what I don't say much. Glasses usually half full with me for the Astros as well. With that power rankings that you had, baseball starting staffs as we sit today. I do not believe that they're the number two starting staff. I'm talking about because of health right now. Right. Verlander's not going for question marks. Right. Right. No, there's no doubt. You can't tell me from last year to this year, right now, that that's the number two starting staff in baseball. Deep, yes, and if they're all right, no question. But I'm talking about today. Whatever they're talking about over the course of a season, couldn't agree more with them. That's what's going to pitching is going to be huge for them. Yeah. But right today, I, I don't believe they're the number two staff starting staff because there are question marks with Javier and Fromber, and there's health with Verlander who's not he's not throwing curveballs off a mound, and you got two of your other starters that you're not going to see till the middle of the season. And we're still waiting for Hunter Brown to take the next step. Right. So uh, a potential? Absolutely. But as we sit today, that's not the number two staff in baseball. Not right now.
3: No. I,
4: talk to I, me in three weeks, it may be. Not right now, it's yeah.
3: not. Uh, Jose Urquidy going to take the mound today. What should we expect from Urquidy? That's next on Sports Talk 790.
4: Hey, guys, let's uh, talk about men's tea uh, clinic. Uh, no, you know what? We'll get to men's tea. We already did. I want to get to Pro. See, I'm sitting here See, Read your notes, Sean. Serta Pro Painters. It's the same thing, just not for your body, not wellness. It's wellness for your home, right? Paint it up, make it look cosmetically beautiful, and then there's substance to it. And Serta with a C, Serta Pro Painters. My guys. I was a customer first. And so grateful that I was and that I am because when I have friends come over or when I needed my house done right, a new home, I had them come in and paint it pretty awesome I was discussing yesterday about coming out and doing some stuff on the outside a little touch-up and who am i doing i'm not going to do it diy i love it but i'm gonna have the people who know how to do a quality timely localness do my home the same way interior exterior that they'd treat their own home and if you have a business or a home this is the place it's sort pro painters they are quality all the safety protocols in place official painting partner of the houston astros sort for your free estimate and then watch them work you're gonna love them and when they're done, you're going to say, I'll see you again. I love repeat customers, and Serta Pro's job is so good that you'll keep them coming back. So grateful for them. Homes are expensive. Businesses are expensive. Protect it with the power and the quality painting of Serta Pro Painters. Certa with a C. Serta Pro. It's Serta Pro, the Power Pro.
1: Going nonstop. Sean, Sean. with former QB, Sean Salisbury.
3: Talking Astros baseball, talking about Verlander, the potential of him not being ready for opening day. 713-212-5790, the number to join. Let's talk to Al. Al, what's up?
5: Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, Sean, you made a great point. Uh, I agree with them not being a 7th I'm going to just make it plain and say it right here today. I don't want Blake Snell. If they get him, I ain't mad. I want them to go on Master Gas and go get Montgomery. Because Montgomery was a thorn in the side to us last year in the playoffs, and with the I think I just think with the batting core we got against the uh, Texas Rangers starting pitchers, we lost the first game two zero. Fernando started that game. We couldn't get no hits or nothing like that runs rather. But I just think that think the other guy, what's that uh Brian, the third string guy, uh not former, but the other guy has the shoulder injury for the last two, three years. He's uh pitch after former. I think he has a shoulder injury all the time. Things like two, three years in a row. What his name, what is it? What is it third string pitch we got. For who? Uh, for the Astros. Uh I'm
4: talking about Forrest Whitley, JP France, Lance McCullers.
5: No, nah, we are we don't count Luis, Garcia?
3: Luis Garcia, Luis Garcia? Jose Arquidi,
5: is that him with the shoulder?
7: I don't know. I don't know. Well,
3: okay, not...
5: I can't. Remember. Uh, one of the guys I think in the lineup had has been a shoulder issue, and he's a pitcher. Yes, it's, yeah, ho- it's yeah.
3: Jose Arquidi. He was out last year for a while with right shoulder discomfort. Yes, Jose Architi. Right, right,
5: right, right. And I just think with the health wise, what we sit at today. I just want to get Montgomery. I mean, I mean, what I, well, I mean—that'll make a splash for us, and that'll help them front end arms. I think we could afford—we could afford him, and we need to get him to solidify this team. Because one thing about it, he would be there, and you would have an ace, and you wouldn't lose nothing in Verland to go down next year or the year after. He can teach the guys coming up in rotation. You could still have an ace. That's just my take.
3: Thank you, Al. Appreciate it. Yeah, man, I, I would love to go get Jordan Montgomery, but I just think where the Astros are at, I don't think they're going to make any more moves. Uh, plus, he's going to be—I mean, if he's commanded between twenty and twenty-five million dollars, you're not—the Astros aren't going to pump out that money. You just put money towards Altuve. You just put money towards Josh Hader. I would love to add Jordan Montgomery.
4: I do look. I do know why Al wants him. Yeah, for
3: sure. He was good Couldn't in the playoffs. Agree
4: more, yeah. It's weird, but he's a Boris guy too, right? He is. He'll get paid somewhere.
3: He will. Uh, it's <laughs> whoever is going to get him is going to get a good one. I, I'm still surprised that he has not been signed yet.
4: Well, once again, who's his agent? That turnup will be so. I mean, they're going to squeeze the life out of it to get him his money, and he will get paid. And he's and he's really good. And I, his value's not going down. You want to know why? Because in spring training, you're going to find out this guy's sore or that guy's oh, some he's, other city.
3: He's the one that's not the Boris. Oh, uh, he is. Cl- yeah, he's with okay. the Ball and G Group. That's right. Oh, okay. I, I said this last week. Well, yeah, I, I always get it confused. All right.
4: Well, he, regardless who his agent he's yeah. not his, his value's not going down. Because you usually discover stuff a lot of times in free agency. What do you, I mean, in, during spring training, what do you discover? I thought that guy'd be right, meaning whoever you got. Mm-hmm. And man, he's a sl- little sluggish. We need an extra arm, especially on the left side. Um, he, He's not hurting himself. Now, I don't like when guy when you're late to camp, like in football, well, the hammy sore for a receiver. You know what I'm saying? Not being there. Right. That part hurts everybody. But his value, I, I, to, to me, value goes up because then you get somebody. If all of a sudden somebody's not as healthy as you want them to be, what do you do? You overpay or you, the desperation starts to kick in, especially if you're a championship caliber team. Like if you're in Atlanta and your number three starter got hurt and was going to be out for a a long period of time, you jump all over that guy, right? If you're one of those type of teams, so I I don't think he's right. I I mean, it may may hurt him because he's late and not there with the whoever he's going to end up with, but I don't think it's devaluing him as a pitcher. Left-handed pitcher who's got postseason chops and was really good last year, his value, in my opinion, can only go up because you find out more that you don't like it sometimes in spring training than what you do like, especially if you've got a guy sitting on the fence injury-wise or if he's a guy that you say we're expecting him to make the next jump as a starter. He's going to end up somewhere, and my guess is it'll be on a team that's got a chance. How's that?
3: Yeah, yeah. His market value sits right now at at $18.4 million, and he's trying to get between 20 and 25. I don't know if he's going to get that. He may get closer to 20. I can't see 25. I can't either. No, we'll just have to see where Jordan Montgomery falls. All right, let's uh, turn our attention to the NFL and the Houston Texans. There's some running backs out there that did not get the franchise tag. Could one of them come to Houston? We'll discuss it next as we roll along right here on The Sean Salisbury Show.
1: KBME Houston, KTBZ HD2 Houston, and an heart Radio station.
5: How about the Mastos? And the Rockets! Uh,
1: this is Sports Talk 790, your home for your home teams. Driven by the classic elite Buick GMC studios for the elite car buying experience.
2: Salisbury. 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 Houston! Okay, let's do this.
1: Sean Salisbury. Former NFL quarterback, Sean Salisbury. To USC Trojan. Longtime friend, Sean Salisbury. Brian LaLima. Go Lobos. This is the Sean Salisbury Show.
3: Jose Arquidi on the mound. That new lineup going to make its debut. Jose Altuve leading off. Jordan Alvarez number two. You got Alex Bregman in the three-hole. And you have Kyle Tucker in the four-hole. See how that lineup does in some spring training action. University of Houston, the number one team in the land for college basketball. NFL scouting combine begins today. Let's look uh, at some of the running backs in the NFL. Some news yesterday uh, coming from Adam Schefter. And it has to do with some of the top running backs right here in the NFL. The Raiders not going to place the franchise tag on Josh Jacobs. Saquon Barkley not going to get it. Also, Derrick Henry and Tony Pollard. Derrick Henry for the Titans. Tony Pollard of the Dallas Cowboys. And it is also expected that Austin Eckler will not receive the franchise tag. So all of those running backs are set to hit the free agent market. The big discussion that we've talked about, Sean, is should the Texans try to go get a bell cow back?
4: Did you mention Josh Jacobs or not? Yes, I did. And he isn't getting tagged, right? He's not. Right. So, um... Yeah, I, I wouldn't tag him either, to be honest with you. That's a lot of money that people now, if you did if all you got to do is look at the these top backs in the league right now. McCaffrey's obviously the best, but mm-hmm. these guys that are available, that are some really talented players that still got youth on their side. Derrick Henry's got a lot of uh, usage, but he's still playing downhill football. He can still help somebody especially somebody who doesn't have to rely on him 35 touches a game, uh, and you could get a lot of production out of that guy with 20, 22 touches a game, right? I, I, I wouldn't franchise a back either. Why? Most of them, because you can, the, the devalue of the back organizations have done it. Now, as quarterbacks, they want that guy. Teams want that guy. But front offices have said, is it worth it paying some back $12 bucks?" It's not Christian McCaffrey that we can get similar production from a back, you know how many times Raheem Mostert's been cut. Yeah, he goes how from team to team, and he and he kicks ass. And kicked ass again in Miami. So they feel like you can find a back, and I would not have franchised any of those guys either. I, I would have considered Jacobs, but that's still too high to pay a back. I, I yes, if you're to answer your question, I absolutely would now get into the fray with some of them, and just get an idea. And for my money is josh jacobs not as good as any of them
3: he's right up there with the top
4: i i feel like having him here physical the question is do you like how are you how do you feel about him extending the pass game um barkley obviously got some versatility derrick henry you know what you're getting with him it takes a specific back to be good in type of back to be good in this down uh this uh inside zone scheme and you know, patient runners, but yes. Now, am I going to overpay for one? No. But am I in the in the market for one? Yeah, I absolutely would go look for a bell cow back. Yes. So I mean, I look- it's not my number one priority, but it's a priority.
3: And it's up there. No doubt. So I look at market value for some of these running backs that are set to hit free agency. Uh, I'll start with Tony Pollard of the Dallas Cowboys. He's, his market value is six and a half million. Austin Eckler, uh, of the Chargers 7.4 million, Derrick Henry up at 10.3, Saquon Barkley at 9.9 and then Josh Jacobs at 10.6. So market value Josh Jacobs is up there. Um his production on the field has been unbelievable for a team that's hasn't been very good saquon barkley uh has had some good years as of late he's only been in the league for five years josh jacobs has been in the league for four years we obviously know derrick henry uh and what he has done with the tennessee titans he's been in the in the league for seven years austin eckler six years and then tony pollard four years out of all these backs i think the ones that would fit the best here would be josh jacobs and saquon barkley just for what this scheme is in the offense for Bobby Sloak. I feel like those two would fit perfectly.
4: If I can get Jacobs at the right price, I'll start there.
3: So you take him over Saquon? I
4: would. I think he's a more physical runner. Although, listen, Barkley's got some, I mean, he's a strong, his lower half, he's a strong, monster, um, powerful guy, but also has some shift and wiggle to him. The question for me is, is let's just say oh, you thought all things were equal. The, man, the the money was within a million or two bucks for each, which apparently their value, it seems like it is. Now you got to ask yourself, uh, say, I'm always looking, okay, what's the next extension of our offense? Listen, Barkley, Pollard, Jacobs, Henry, they can all run the football. Now, as we saw, if he doesn't fit his zone scheme type thing, Pierce didn't fit this properly. Now you got to go through and say which one of these guys in your mind can adjust to what you're doing and and that type of background in it. But I also am looking for the next level of I need passing game production from my back. And so you got to say, well, is it Jacobs? Is it Henry? Is it Pollard? Is it Barkley? Uh, And figure out, okay, with that, what's the next bonus I get out of it? Because I would really like the back. I don't need 28 carries from the backfield. I may need 25 touches, but it can be 18 or 19 rushes, but also screens, slow screens, getting
1: the ball to my KBME Houston, KTVZ HD2 Houston, and an I heart radio station.
5: How about the Masters? And the Rockets.
1: This is Sports Talk 790, your home for your home teams. Driven by the classic elite Buick GMC Studios for the elite car buying experience.
5: Salisbury. 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 Houston. Okay, let's do this.
1: Sean Salisbury. Former NFL quarterback,
5: Sean Salisbury. To USC Trojans,
1: Long-time friend, Sean Salisbury. Brian LaLima. Go Lobos. This is the Sean Salisbury Show.
3: See how that lineup does in some spring training action. University of Houston, the number one team in the land for college basketball. NFL sco- scouting combine begins today. Let's look uh, at some of the running backs in the NFL. Some news yesterday uh, coming from Adam Schefter, and it has to do with some of the top running backs right here in the NFL. The Raiders not going to place the franchise tag on Josh Jacobs. Saquon Barkley not going to get it. Also, Derrick Henry and Tony Pollard. Derrick Henry for the Titans, Tony Pollard of the Dallas Cowboys. And it is also expected that Austin Eckler will not receive the franchise tag. So all of those running backs are set to hit the free agent market. The big discussion that we've talked about, Sean, is should the Texans try to go get a bell cow back?
4: Did you mention Josh Jacobs or not? Yes, I did. And he isn't getting tagged, right? He's not. Right. So, um, yeah, I I wouldn't tag him either, to be honest with you. That's a lot of money that people now, if you did if all you got to do is look at the, these top backs in the league right now. McCaffrey's obviously the best, but mm-hmm. these guys that are available that are some really talented players that still got youth on their side. Derrick Henry's got a lot of uh, usage, but he's still playing downhill football. He can still help somebody, especially somebody who doesn't have to rely on him 35 touches a game. Uh, and you could get a lot of production out of that guy with 20 22 touches a game right i i, I wouldn't franchise a back either why most of them because you can the, the devalue of the back organizations have done it now as quarterbacks they want that guy teams want that guy but front offices have said is it worth it paying some back 12 million bucks it's not Christian McCaffrey that we can get similar production from a back you know how many times Raheem Mostert's been cut yeah. He goes from mean, team time to, time. to team. and he and he kicks ass and kicked ass again in Miami. So they feel like you can find a back. And I would not have franchised any of those guys either. I, I would have considered Jacobs, but that's still too high to pay a back. I, I yes. If you're at to answer your question, I absolutely would now get into the fray with some of them and just get an idea. And for my money, is Josh Jacobs not as good as any of them?
3: He's right up there with the top.
4: I I feel like having him here physical. The question is, the how are you? How do you feel about him extending the pass game? Um, Barkley obviously you've got some versatility. Derrick Henry, you know what you're getting with him. It takes a specific back to be good in type of back to be good in this down uh, this uh, inside zone scheme and you know patient runners. But yes. Now, am I going to overpay for one? No. But am I in the in the market for one? Yeah, I absolutely would go look for a bell cow back. Yes. So it's I look, not my number one priority, but it's a priority.
3: And it's up there. No doubt. So I look at market value for some of these running backs that are set to hit free agency. Uh, I'll start with Tony Pollard of the Dallas Cowboys. He's, his market value is $6.5 Austin Eckler. Uh, of the Chargers 7.4 million, Derrick Henry up at 10.3, Saquon Barkley at 9.9 and then Josh Jacobs at 10.6. So market value Josh Jacobs is up there. Um his production on the field has been unbelievable for a team that's Hasn't been very good. Saquon Barkley uh, has had some good years as of late. He's only been in the league for five years. Josh Jacobs has been in the league for four years. We obviously know Derrick Henry uh, and what he has done with the Tennessee Titans. He's been in in the league for seven years. Austin Eckler, six years. And then Tony Pollard, four years. Out of all these backs, I think the ones that would fit the best here would be Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley.
8: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Just for what this scheme is in the offense for Bobby Sloak, I feel like those two would fit perfectly. Yeah.
4: If I can get Jacobs at the right price, I'll start there.
3: So you take him over Saquon?
4: I would. I think he's a more physical runner, although, listen, Barkley's got some, I mean, he's a strong, his lower half, he's a strong, monster um, powerful guy, but also has some shift and wiggle to him. The question for me is, is let's just say oh, you thought all things were equal. The, man, the, the money was within a million or two bucks for each, which apparently their value, it seems like it is. Now you got to ask yourself, uh, see, I'm always looking, okay, what's the next extension of our offense? Listen, Barkley, Pollard, Jacobs, Henry, they can all run the football. Now, as we saw, if he doesn't fit a zone scheme type thing, Pierce didn't fit this properly. Now you got to go through and say, which one of these guys in your mind can't adjust to what you're doing and and that type of background in it. But I also am looking for the next level of, I need passing game production from my back. And so you got to say, well, is it Jacobs? Is it Henry? Is it Pollard? Is it Barkley? Uh, and, and figure out, okay, with that, What's the next bonus I get out of it? Because I would really like the back. I don't need 28 carries from the backfield. I may need 25 touches, but it can be 18 or 19 rushes, but also screens, slow screens, getting the ball to my back in space, and even running options like you used to see Tomlinson and Marshall Falk, and you see um, guys like Christian McCaffrey and – the, the versatile backs that can catch and run and do both, right? To where you give them a little bit it creates some mismatches on the edge in the passing game. And it doesn't take a lot, just takes a little. Just making an extension of the run. So that's what you got to go. But I'm a huge Josh Jacobs fan. I think he's a beast. Um, but then you're going to get good value when he's healthy. Tony Pollard, does he, he hits the hole as fast as anybody you'll see in this league when he's right. So I'm willing to pay a little bit more for the top end back. That I think that can kid that I can give it to him twenty five times a game and I'll see you for seventeen of them, and then I would be somebody who gives me well I'm not sure if he can handle I can't go into this free agency saying I'm not sure I want that guy and I like him he fits what we're doing and I love the way he'll fit into our culture and if you're one of those backs you have to love this situation chance to be the guy and a chance to play with a quarterback that's going to get you similar production if not better, with less touches, which is all backs want because all it does is extend your career. I I I would think that, for me, Jacobs and Barkley would be your top priorities, but I can tell you this. When you need eight straight carries at the end of a football game, that dude in Tennessee can get it for you.
3: Yeah, still got it. You saw
4: him twice a year. He can get it for you. It depends on what you're looking for, but age and versatility right now, For me, Jacobs and and Barkley would be at the top of that list. And so while it may not be, oh, my gosh, if we don't get one of those two, we got no shot this year, it is a we need some depth there, and we need to make sure that we can end games not having to throw it all the time. That's the key.
3: Yeah, you look at, like – how they utilize Christian McCaffrey. and
4: Like Alvin Kamara, another guy. In the, yeah. in the, out of the backfield. right? Yeah. I need some versatility yeah. out of that position.
3: Yeah, I, I love the fact that uh, this scheme could see catches coming out of the backfield. And if you get a Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, uh, or any of those guys, or even if you bring back De- uh, uh, Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary played well this year. I'm okay with he having him perfectly
4: as a, a changeup back, too. Yeah. I, I, I'm okay if you told me... Judging now, it's going to be Singletary and Jacobs, or Singletary and Barkley, as opposed to Singletary and Pierce. Mm-hmm. It's an upgrade at the position. Yeah, and d- doesn't mean Pierce can't be a star in the league somewhere else. If he's not, if, if the if the zone scheme's not for him, he's a downhill guy that loves to hit the hole and go. Not a lot of patience. There may be somebody who falls in love with that guy, and I get it. His rookie year, he had burst. He still is in the infancy because he didn't carry it a lot in college, and he's still learning that part of it. And experience will come with that. But if you said Singletary and Barkley, Singletary and Jacobs, uh, count me in. And the team will be better for it. It would be that, That'll be a better twosome than the twosome you have now. And the right. twosome you have now has got ability. But the other guy coming in, whoever that is, will be a guy who's toted that thing for a, for a few years now. And that you can rely on him on a regular basis. Toted the rock. The pill, the rock.
3: Yeah. yeah.
6: The High pig and skin, The The yeah. skin.
3: The old leather. Yeah, it is. The eight-panel leather. Four panels. Four-panel leather. Eight laces. There there you go.
4: Find me a football that doesn't have four panels and eight laces.
3: Go okay. ahead. You want me to find it? Yeah, good luck. Good luck. You ever heard of a vortex? See, look look, look
4: look on the TV screen. See those balls ahead of... Uh, yeah. See those balls Harry on Douglas top of balls? Harry Douglas's head?
3: Yeah, the balls on his head?
4: <laughs> the footballs above him in his uh-huh. office. Yeah. How many panels <laughs> do you think you're, you're counting on that?
3: Probably four. Mm-hmm. You sure? Yeah. Go
4: find it. Go walk in. Go into Dick Sporting Good and walk up and down and pick every football up. And you you know what Moses. I'm going to do?
3: I'm going to go to Dick Sporting Goods today. Okay. And I'm going to set my camera up and I'm going to film myself taking snaps. And then I want you to drop, back drop, in drop the backs. aisle. I will.
4: Uh, put a helmet on too. Yeah. See I if there's a helmet old Rydell. on. There.
3: Rydell. Yeah, go for it. Not Rydell High out of Greece, yeah. but Rydell.
4: Nice guy by you. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, I want you to do that. Film it. Okay. You take and drop. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to check your mechanics out. See Red if 7. I want to see if you're like how your first step away from center is under center. Yeah. Do it from under center, not in a gun. Okay. Let's see how your mechanics are.
3: All right. All right. Ta-ta, ta-ta. Yeah, I'll yeah. give a good cadence. Yeah, nice. In the middle of dicks, man. Yeah. Sporting goods.
4: Yeah. Well,
3: you've probably done it there, too. <laughs> right can't in the middle confirm, of it. Can't confirm nor deny, man. A,
4: a good cadence right mm. in the middle of them. Yeah. In order to have a good cadence, mouth's got to be open. Mm. So good luck today. Yeah. All right?
3: I'll be putting it in a mouthpiece, maybe.
4: Uh-huh. And maybe you could have Eric do your commercials.
3: Mm. Nice. Good, yeah. Huh? Eric Dick.
4: Yeah. Yeah. It's an easy thing to do for Brian. You better get.
3: <laughs> uh, what happened to you, man? A lot. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, A lot. I see that. All right.
4: And I, I, listen. Well, yeah. I, why would I care about the opinion of somebody I ain't seeking their friggin' advice for? You feel what I just said?
3: That's the perfect way to go to break. There you go. Man.
4: So you may th- why should I throw that at you? I, wait, I don't know why you you're to be the guy at. in the middle. Right, it kind of just went through you somebody else. Yeah.
3: Sometimes it's it's not guilt by association. You're just an innocent bystander yeah, taking right, a stray. If I can't throw but it at my buddies, who so can't I throw it at? Exactly. Him? Thank you. Damn right. All right, let's keep talking about the NFL. There's a big-name free agent that has expressed interest in playing for the Houston Texans. Who is it? That's next on Sports Talk 790. One, two, three,
1: off? Let's go, come on! This is the Sean Salisbury Show
3: the pregame coverage starts at 11:50. We are your home for Astros baseball as well as Rockets basketball. Talking about the Houston Texans, there's a free agent that has expressed interest in playing for the Houston Texans. Uh our uh our NFL insider Aaron Wilson shared his thoughts and what he's hearing about Saquon Barkley. This is what he had to say. Saquon Barkley it, not, it goes beyond him
4: following guys on social media and hitting like on Paul Wall's mm-hmm. come to Houston, tweet. It's a case of him communicating with top players, including C.J. Stroud, yeah. about a desire to play here. It is mutual, but they are keeping their options open at running back, and that includes the possibility of bringing back Devin Singletary. It's not Saquon Barkley or Bust for the Texans, but it's something I believe they'll explore.
3: So apparently... According to Aaron Wilson, you know, he's tied in. uh, Got plenty of sources, been doing this for a long time. He's our guy right here on 790. uh, Aaron Wilson saying that Saquon Barkley has expressed interest uh, talking to C.J. Stroud about playing for the Texans.
4: If I'm Saquon Barkley or a free agent back, you know what I do? I express interest in everybody. I follow them all. Express interest here, express interest there. Put put a logo on your Twitter, Instagram, (laughs) do a TikTok video of you and... Five different uniforms. Guess why? It's like when they used to have what, the Michael Jordan debate over, you know, who buys his shoes and stuff. Hey, it doesn't matter if you're a f- female, male, black, white, Republican or Democrat. Michael Jordan had the idea, hey, everybody's buying shoes. If you're Saquon Barkley and so options is my point, right? Guess what? With Saquon Barkley and oh, Josh Jacobs, you may have the place you want to go. And you can include that. But I'm creating an option. I'm not lim- I'm not holding anybody back. I'm putting them all in. Oh, there's 12 teams. interested. Good. I love them all. It's like a recruit. I want them all. Oh, the name, image, and likeness is bigger. I mean, the rule says it. So why not? You're a free agent, and they didn't franchise tag you? I'm making sure they all know I love them. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, listen, because guess what? That, as they call them, greenbacks, that money, it cashes everywhere. So I, I'm the, if, if that creates options, isn't a, a true negotiation and a true contract negotiate, contract negotiation is when you have options to, when I say it, pit people against each other, is to have those options so that it becomes a bidding situation? Yeah. Options create a bidding war. Now, whether it's a war or, I don't like to use that term, but a bidding battle over Saquon Barkley or any other back or any other position. Yeah, I may tell CJ I want to come here. But if somebody offers me three more million dollars than you do, <laughs> I'll go there. So, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm with them when they say, I always love when they say, well, man, he's telling players and following somebody on. I'd follow every team that needs a free agent back and line them up and let's go because it may create a little extra money for you. It's called gamesmanship in the negotiations, and I'm all for it. I'd love him to just come here and stay here. But if I'm the Texans, I do the same thing. You're right. I'm, right. I'm not telling you I'm just interested in one of them. I'm interested in five of them. Why?
3: 18 plus
4: because i also want you to understand that i haven't jumped into one just just once the, the, the shallow end for one dude i'm jumping in for all of them why because i also want you to understand you don't get to be the only one that's in the option situation so i do it for them too i'm not all in on one i'm all in on four and whatever one i like the best gives me the best opportunity and where i can Save the most money, but get the most value for it. That's who I am going after. I am making sure they all know it as well. Screw that one for unless both know it's just one and we're done and we're close getting it done. I am calling. I am I'm telling Josh Allen. I'm, they don't need it. Cook's a good player. I am telling right. any of them. Yep, coming back there. I'd like to come back here. I'll go there. I am about to go here. And if you are somebody in Minnesota, yep, I want to be your back too. I'll be your back. I'll go there. How much are you paying me? I am going to come there too. Do it all. Milk it. Your listen. Every player that I've ever met, in their five top five wish list, is to be a guy who's a free agent who's productive and has a lot of people that want him. Every player that I've ever known wants to have that unrestricted free agent opportunity to get what they want. And if you're one of those guys, why wouldn't you? Don't limit yourself. If I was his agent, I'd say, do it all. But we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pursue all of them. Is there a certain place you just don't want to play because you can't stand the coach or that's not your favorite weather to be productive? That, but if it's there, I am all in on all of them. And I'm if I'm the Astros, or the Astros, the Texans, I'm doing the same thing. I'm letting you know that everybody is in play.
3: I wonder what the market is going to look like, <clears throat> excuse me, for the running backs this season, this offseason, because last year there was so much made about You know, running backs were gonna go on strike and not not sign because or not go not report to camp because they're not being paid enough. And now you have some really, really talented backs that are gonna be free agents and it's a running back heavy market.
4: I will be shocked if any of them make more than twelve million a year. For what like where their average salaries? Twelve million a year. I will be shocked if you see anybody break that I'm talking about that it's a free agent of the group you named. Be shocked if anybody somebody all of a sudden jumps in and grabs fourteen million. I don't. You're not going to see that. Yeah. If you do, you're overpaying the back. You just. I mean, which, which I'm talking about from a management. Mm-hmm. You go to a quarterback, Stroud, Cousins, Prescott. Guess what they want?
6: Fifty million. <laughs> give me that bet. No, but get, sixty million. No,
4: but I'm talking about back. Give, right. give me that oh, guy. Give me the, oh, yeah. God, yeah I, I want that guy. Yes. You paying him two extra million? Hell, I'll sacrifice two of my million if I can get a guy like that. Right. If that's how you feel. So uh, I'm. I'm all. For it, but I, I'll be shocked if you see. Hell, you may not even see a ten million dollar guy.
3: Really, you don't think any of those well, guys.
4: Well, they're all no, they're all worth it. Yeah, and when I say all of them, I think Jacobs. I mean, body of work and how his youth still and he's still in his twenties. I think there are guys. Saquon Barkley got to stay fully healthy the whole time. I think there are guys that worth it. Yeah, but I don't know how many are going to pay. Are you offering? Are you paying Josh Jacobs forty five million? To fifty million for three years no that's fifteen million a year you're not Ab- paying that no thirty million for three maybe right thirty five is a little signing bonus guarantee Plus, half of gu- it guarantee money the third of it whatever it is sure but with a healthy running back market the problem for the other players is I can pit you just like you do me like I said the organization can say you want twelve Josh Jacobs I can go get Pollard for seven and a half or eight yeah and I may get close to the same. And my quarterback's going to carry that, so I may get the same production. That's where you got to come in. So you, the, the player, and I hate to say it, but you're going to you're going to hold them. You're going to make sure. And the truth is, you're going to try to devalue in your mind. But the one team that steps up and doesn't devalue the back, will get the best one because it is going to come down to. I'm sure opportunity, but money will be a big factor. Always is.
3: Yeah, no question about it. Scouting Combine starting today up in Indianapolis. What does this week look like for the Houston Texans and Nick Casario? We'll discuss it next right here on Sports Talk 790. Let's talk about Men's Tea Clinic. Fellas, what are you waiting on? You feeling sluggish, sleepwalking through your day? You need to get over to men's tea clinic right now and get your levels checked. I referred a buddy yesterday. He came with me to my appointment over at men's tea clinic in the spring location. He's going back in today to get his levels checked, get some blood drawn, and see if he's got low testosterone. Low testosterone, fellas, it, it's natural. It happens once you hit the age of 30, sometimes a little bit before that. And it just, it's just one of those things that you got to deal with. So stop waiting around, drop your pride and go get your levels checked at Men's Tea Clinic. You will feel 100% better in just a couple of weeks when you get yourself on a total wellness optimization plan. I suffered from low testosterone. I was depressed. I had some brain fog. My workouts sucked. I finally got on a total wellness optimization plan, and it changed my life for the better in just a couple of weeks, and I feel the best I've ever felt. Uh, probably since I was, I don't know, 21 or 22 years old. Five locations right here in the city of Houston. The Heights, Pearland, Pasadena, Cypress, and Spring. I go to the Spring location. You can find one of those locations at mensteeclinic.com. Dedicated providers, convenient clinic hours, cash, and insurance options makes it easy to get in, get out, and get back to being you. Stop waiting around, fellas. You got to get back to 100% and even more than 100% with Men's T Clinic. Total wellness optimization is one call away, 1-800-246-LOW-T. Again, that's one 800 246 low t mens dot Tell them that Brian LaLima sent you.
1: We're back. The Sean Salisbury Show continues.
3: The NFL Scouting Combine begins today. What's that week like, Sean? All kinds of tests, interviews, phone calls at 3 o'clock in the morning, poked, prodded, you got to do some workouts. Yeah, it is a...
4: It it is if you're you go through all these doctors. I can remember my knee when it was getting. You went to every they're moving it around, finding out if it works. By the time I was done with the doctors, it hurt. It was fine going in, but they move it, clutch it, grab it, shake it, pressure it, bend it, and so that it's a it's a little bit of a you know a little cattle. Everybody just rolling through there, but I get they got to do their due diligence on injuries, and then you throw which is. I, I'm not a combine guy, meaning I'm not. I understand a made-for-TV event, mm-hmm. and why you. I say it every year at this time. You get asked all the time at this. We all talk about it. Is there's a combine service? It does, and I think that there's some fans out there that think the combine. And I, I think we've all felt this at times that if the guy's a combine, combine freak, you draft him, and that has happened. That they weren't, they didn't turn out to be great football players. You're always going to take the great football player first, and the freak athlete second. Now, if they both. Run into each other, then Randy Moss is your guy, right? So good luck to you. Um, you get those guys, and you'll get a combine freak that can't play a lick of football, but you'll get a football player that's not really going to test well that is in on every tackle and runs four eight and plays linebacker. Those guys do exist. So for me, and I know they'll never do it, I would love to see quarterbacks throw with shoulder pads on. Yeah, why not? And I would love to see him jump and run with the, even if it's shorts, because basically in a football uniform they're wearing football shorts their football pants are shorts anyway not putting pads in them running shoulder pads to get a truer test of what they do well you're worried about a guy getting hurt or nobody will show up then well if you're a guy that you're a tweener like you're a third rounder and you can run just as fast in shoulder pads and some guys have that game speed that just doesn't change that you do in a 40 without anything on it your pro day why wouldn't you want to go rock the combine You know what I mean? Yeah. I would like to see it a little more competitive that way. I'd like to see quarterbacks, I'd like to see receivers run routes with a helmet and shoulder pads on. I don't think that's too much to ask. I would get rid of some of the the interviews are important. I know you have to measure height and weight. I get that. And a quarterback's I mean, a corner, his speed and how he gets out of break. I love all those drills. Why can't we do a cornerback and short shoulder pads and a helmet? Backpedaling and getting out of his turn and flipping his hips and getting to covering a deep route or driving on a curl route or a, a dig route. I, I don't understand why we can't. All the money that's invested of all this time, we can't have a guy put shoulder pads and a helmet on and jump the vertical leap.
3: It would make too much it, sense to do that. It's the equivalent
4: of saying you win a state championship in the seven-on-seven seven contest, you automatically qualify for the state 11-on-11 11 11 championship when, when, when December gets here.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: And we know that's not the case. Right. So, and I get it, and it's a fun watch, and we like it. But for me, if you really want efficiency, give me the interviews. I, I, I understand the, the measurements and testing. I really don't care if Drake May can leg press 500 pounds. I mean, I, I, I don't care about that. I know that certain strengths you want to know about your lineman, But even that, the bench press, and I know getting inside, most of those guys are fairly strong. I want to see footwork and mechanics and technique. Why can't my one-on-one pass protection at the Combine? Or your movement, why wouldn't I put helmets and a shoulder pad on my left tackle? And I don't even think it's as important with those guys because they're physical all the time, right? They're, those guys are doing it all the time. But I would like to see a guy come out of a cut. And if you're a third-round pick and you want to be a first-round pick, maybe your combine and shorts and, a, and shoulder pads is, or, and, and a helmet is, like, different. I know we talk about it every year and it's ad nauseum. Well, Sean, they're never going to do that because a cl- collective bargaining agreement. You're right. But you're asking me what I think about it. Listen, it's not hard. I've told you this before. If I had a month to prepare, I can go make all the throws that they're going to make. Now, it may not get there as quick as Josh Allen's. I'm going to make all the throws. I'm gonna throw, I am going can throw a comeback. I can throw a dig route still at my age. The question is all the other stuff that comes with the movement. And you know, all those things come with the quarterback. When people say he completed 40 out of 45 against air, I'm not impressed with that. It doesn't do anything for me. It does not do... Zach Wilson... Got drafted as high as he got drafted. Rolling left, throwing back across his body in shorts and a t-shirt. And we all bought in to what a great day. And he does make some of those throws still. The problem is, Zach Wilson doesn't hit a five-yard shallow cross mesh play 10 out of 10 times against air. That's that problem. So the combine is a security blanket, and it's misleading, just like seven-on-seven can be. If you're not doing it right, it can screw you up more than help you. If you're doing it right, the reps will help you. So... The combine, yes, you got to get all the measurables. I get it. I care most about the interviews, and I, I'll go back and when people say, hey, the guy's going to throw, I want to see how far he can throw it. I get it. Now, How far you can throw it means nothing when it comes to being a quarterback. Right. Unless your distance is 28 yards. If you can throw it over 45 yards, guess what? You can exist as a starting quarterback in the league. Um, now, that's not very powerful, but it's rare that you got to drop back, scramble around, throw it 75 yards in the air. You'll see that what? Once, twice in 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 five years. Now, yeah. Mahomes will do it, but fifty-five yards ain't seventy-five or eighty yards, right? So, I'm all for getting those measure, those m- m- movements and measurables. The truth of the matter is, for me, it's a made-for-TV event. I'm not overly impressed if you can complete fifty out of fifty-five throws as a 21-year-old coming out of college. When you should be able to complete, if you're going to be the top five pick, you should be able to complete thirty out of forty against eleven on eleven. So, But I do like to see guys' movement and how mechanics are. Those things that care. But why not put pads on them? It's not that big a deal. That makes Nobody's getting sense hurt though. dropping back with all a pair right. of shoulder pads on. They're not even – quarterback pads are so small nowadays. It's like having a, 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 a styrofoam on you. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Hyperbolic. But I, I, the combine was fine. Uh, threw it well, but who, who shouldn't? And you do little things that that, uh, that they want to see. But the interview process – so most people study 11 all. It's the tape, interviews. And production, and then the combines the chair the the other ten or twenty percent. Anybody that buys into the combines the number when you see a guy at the combine, you'll hear it all the time. People are going to watch call and say, Do you see the guy throw that curl route? Great. <laughs> uh, that's that's great. Yes, that, that's great. I mean, he, the, every all of them can throw that. I got to see a little more competitive, but right, we do it, and it's a it basically it's a yearly reunion to get some measurables, and then you're going to see a guy at this combine then a linebacker is going to wow you. He's going to run four four nine, you're going to trip. Now, if he's a great football player, great. I'll always take the great football player over the great athlete. And again, when I get both, I've got a Hall of Fame type player. Yeah. That's my MO.
3: Uh, Today, the defensive linemen and linebackers are going to go through a general medical exam, pre-ordered studies, team interviews. Defensive backs and tight ends are going to go through registration, pre-exam, orientation, team interviews. Running backs, quarterbacks, wideouts, registration, orientation, team interviews. What the hell is pre-ordered studies? I don't know. Pre-ordered studies. I don't, with this
4: day and age, I don't they have any idea them? what else
3: they... What else they, they going to make them study?
4: Uh, They're going to make them study? No, Whoa. they maybe they, study? maybe they have... Something they've given them to look at, and they're going to take a test on it if they've had some time to study it. But if I'm – Marvin Harrison's not going to work out, and neither is Caleb Williams, and I wouldn't either if I was him. I used to be against that. What good is Marvin Harrison going to do by working out at the Combine? He doesn't even have an agent right now. He doesn't need it. I mean, he needs an
3: agent, but he doesn't need to work out.
4: He can't – listen. He can't improve his draft status because if you were going non-quarterback, that guy's a game changer. And the DNA is pretty good considering who his pops is, I don't need him to work it. I used to be like, well, why wouldn't you throw? Now, if you're a guy in the second round, right, for instance, if you're J.J. McCarthy, mm-hmm. a guy like that, or if you're Michael Penix, you need to make every friggin' throw and compete in every single thing you can. Because right now, Michael Penix is not a first-round pick.
3: No. Mm-mm.
4: So you want to go in there, even though the, the tape doesn't lie, he had great on tape, now you want to go in there, Michael Penix's biggest thing is going to be the interviews. You know what else? The medicals. Finding yeah. out where he is, two ACL tears. That's exactly right. And mm. then they're going to ask about the age thing and his injuries. That the interview. I don't. I, I know that all those guys. Now, if you're going twenty-five of forty throwing at the combine, I know it's a one-time thing in shorts and a t-shirt. Uh, we then you should be a little bit alarmed because if you're not accurate against air, then it could be trouble, and ball placement and those type of things. So that's what you're working on. But if you're Caleb Williams and 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 again Marvin Harrison. There's no reason for you to to do it. Go through some interviews or what have you. I wouldn't be on the field doing it either if I was him. Ten years ago, I'd have said everybody should. The truth of the matter is no, they shouldn't. Why would I hurt something? Caleb Williams could do nothing more than hurt his status. Where he is going to keep his number one status is when he sits down with guys across the table and lets them know why he's a great leader and why teams will buy in. Because right now, that's the question about him, not his skill set. Yeah. And at quarterback, fragility kicks in when it comes to... Can this guy lead us? You do never want that going in. That's a controllable thing. And if a guy can't lead or get buy-in, you better move on to the next guy. And I believe Jaden Daniels will be the second quarterback
3: taken. Let's look at the top five quarterbacks headed into this NFL Combine and, of course, the draft. We'll discuss it next on Sports Talk 790.
5: Let the
4: celebration
1: start. More Sean Salisbury. <laughs> the Sean Salisbury Show.
3: Sweet. Good question, Dan. Well, answer it. I, I don't care about the Cowboys one bit. Let's ask Triple E. He's a Cowboys fan. I don't
7: care nothing about the Cowboys. Uh,
3: he the, said he's done with the Cowboys. The tide has turned.
7: Seven all the way. Who? Seven. Seven CJ, CJ Stroud. Stroud. Seven get you to heaven. Yes, sir.
4: All right. Apply it here then. You know you're gonna they'll guarantee you a title this year, but the next five years you're gonna be picking in the top five picks.
3: Do we still have C.J. Stroud? Yeah, I take that.
4: St- Stroud's your quarterback. Uh huh. You just went through some tough times the next five years, but you get to put a ring on your finger this year. You celebrating the ring for five average or five really good on the rise that you're eventually you hope are going to get there, but you haven't won one. Win three more divisions, go to the AFC Championship game one time, but come up short. One year you're the top five pick. Next year you're the top five pick. So just you're kind of all over. You're where's Waldo, but you don't win a title. But uh, you can guarantee a title today. You will win the Super Bowl in twenty twenty four, the twenty twenty five Super Bowl, the twenty twenty four season. But the next five years, you average six wins a year. Average. So you may have a three win year, may have an eight win
3: year. And I don't know. I just I would love a Super Bowl ring. But damn, dude, we've been through so many tough times with this team. I don't want to go through that again. But also, I want the the ring. Well, I'm not giving you both options. Yeah, give me the ring.
5: Okay.
4: Five average years or below average years to win a guaranteed ring this year? Yeah. Give me the ring. I'd take the ring. Just look what the Rams did. Because there's a good chance. In truth, the odds are against the Texans ever winning a ring in the next decade. The the odds are against it. Now, the odds greatly increased in their favor when C.J. Stroud and D'Amico Ryan's got the town and the way they've performed. But when you think about the quarterbacks, the competition, in truth, that's a a tall favor. I mean, that that is a tall task Mm -hmm. to go win a Super Bowl, especially to be in the AFC. Come on, man. These quarterbacks we got in the AFC right now are, are just silly good. Right. And there's some good ones in the NFC, but the depth of the AFC quarterback position's phenomenal. Well, so if you said... Hell, yeah, I I even gave you a scenario where I said you get to the AFC championship game one year in those five years. No, you average six wins a year for five years, or you're guaranteed. And, and if you're willing to go f- for that, you get to 2024 Super Bowl champions. 25 yeah. season. Thank I'm you. taking the ring. Give me the ring. Agreed. I would take the ring.
3: Now I'm not asking the general manager that question. I'm not asking Nick Serio though. Well, You won't get an answer. Oh, I know. I just think it's a Say, stupid well, we're gonna question. Gonna stay for these the, we're going to stay the
4: course. We're going to do it. We're going to try to
3: improve the team every year.
4: It's the It's the it's the almost March. What if we're not? We're we're stuck in between mm-hmm. seasons. People like lists and all that's like June. You'll get the same stuff, right? What coming into training camp in a month? What's it like? But it is an interesting question about. Are you willing to deal with below average to win a ring? And I personally, now when somebody says no, I want consistency and the ring, and their answer is going to be, well CJ Stroud's going to get one in the next five years anyway. And I've told you I believe he will be a Super Bowl champion. But under the, what you're reading and you asked, you don't get there's a maybe he'll win. It. so no, you're, you're going to be a subpar team for five years, but you get a Super Bowl championship in 2024. A championship team that wins it in 2025 i'm taking the ring are you
3: yeah give me the ring
4: i'll deal with the five years of criticism as a player or a coach and just say well we got the ring
3: yeah because then you know we can get our replica rings that's exactly right right <laughs> <Land rights. laughs> then we can get those wear it around your neck absolutely <laughs> with our super bowl shirts go we'll get it fitted yeah yep y'all look good too be sweet all you're wearing them too what are you talking about Y'all, that's y'all. I thought no, that was a y'all thing. No, that's why that's gets that cha- an us thing.
4: That championship is so hard to come by, mm-hmm.
3: man. Yeah, and the and See, the and Patrick got Mahomes and them just won it back to back. Yeah, well, Years.
4: that's the outlier, buddy. Mm-hmm. Those don't happen. Some of the best players in the world have not got one on their finger, and that sucks for them.
3: You know what Patrick Mahomes did, though?
4: <laughs> Probably showed up and showed out. Is that what you're going to say?
3: Damn right. Stood on business, and he also stood on business. Mm-hmm. Got to, got to stand on it. So, do we get a new? Uh, do we get a new Texans song? I don't think so. We've got a I mean, plan for the off season, man.
4: I know you've asked that about if you want Clay Walker to sing it. Now, I don't, I don't know what the new Texans theme song is. Is there a hashtag mm-hmm, Not yet, no. They'll do that it's closer It's always We can. Are
3: Texans. Is that what it is? The Astros change it every year.
4: What's the Astros again this year?
3: Uh, relentless. Mm. Nice. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why are you face. laughing? They mean, can't see nice. you, but I can.
4: Mm? I love it.
3: Yeah. Relentless pursuit of... Another championship. Can't get
4: perfection. Relentless pursuit of excellence.
3: There you go. Difference. Well, they've already got excellence.
4: Well, you're, you're still in the relentless. Well, they didn't have excellence nah. at the end last year.
3: Relent- no, they, they did not, especially at, at they home. left two at the
4: table on the home. That's right. They got something to prove. Relentless They got, they, 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 they left a championship thing, on the t- uh, an opportunity on the table.
3: Of it's, happiness. Yep.
4: Nice. Yep. Good
3: movie, Pursuit of Happiness.
4: Yep. That's Will Smith, Correct. I mean, yeah, Will Smith. Yeah, who were you going to say? Will Ferrell? No, no Will Smith. Smith? Yeah, yeah, I Wilbur.
3: Yep. You call him over? Uh, Billy. B- oh, Bill Bill Smith. Bill Ferrell and Bill Smith. Mm. Yeah. yeah. What about John E. Smith?
4: Uh, I could tell you this Find New Roads.
3: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Did you see what happened in the uh, Knicks game last night? I did. <laughs>
6: Mm -hmm. Are referees
3: ever going to be held accountable? I imagine they didn't address it after the game, did they? No. There's a shocker. No, let's take a look at it. Monty Williams was pissed. What happened in the NBA? That's next on Sports Talk 790.
4: Hey, classic elite GMC, the newest member, third member of the classic elite family. Remember the classic elite family now? It's 13 years in a row. GM dealer of the year. And don't ever forget, we are professional grade. It's just off the Katy Freeway, west of Highway 6. Elite pricing. For instance, how about a 2024 GMC Sierra 1500? You guys know what that is 0.9% interest, no payments for 90 days. It's a good gig. No payments for 90 days also on the 2024 GMC terrain, 0.9% interest rates. Go down to the Encore 5,000 off of 2023, 12,000 off the GMC Sierra 1500 2023. You see, see the trend here? Elite pricing. And the reason why I'm naming those vehicles right after it, because that means they have the inventory on the lot for you. It's Elite there as well. And one thing you're always going to get, it's never going to change, no matter who you are, where you come from, or how much money you're spending, is Classic Elite Buick GMC and the Classic Elite family will also give you top-shelf, elite customer service all the time.
9: Lucky Land Casino, asking
4: people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten
9: lucky?
8: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Uh-huh, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting.
9: Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
8: I never win and tell.
9: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky?
4: No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Again, the Classic Elite Family GM Dealer of the Year. 13 years in a row when you purchase a new vehicle from Classic Elite Buick GMC, Lifetime engine guarantee, lifetime of car washes, two years of free maintenance. Again, classicelitebuickgmc.com. Together, let's drive.
1: ABME Houston, ATBZ H D2 Houston, and iHeart Radio Station. And, he makes the catch. and a two-hand throw down. This is Sports Talk 790. Home of the Astros and the Rockets. Your home for your home teams. Driven by the Classic Elite Buick GMC Studios for the Elite Car Buying Experience. <laughs>
2: Salisbury. 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 Houston. Okay, let's do this.
1: Sean Salisbury,
2: hey, NFL quarterback. Sean USC
1: Trojan. longtime friend Sean Salisbury. Brian LaLima. Go Lobos. This is the Sean Salisbury Show.
3: Rockets at the Thunder tonight. 8 p.m. is the launch pad right here on 790. Your home for Ast- or excuse me for Astros baseball and Rockets. Basketball, NFL, scouting combine begins today. Your Cougs, the number one team in the nation in college basketball. Let's look at some uh, BS officiating in the NBA last night. The Pistons were in Madison Square Garden taking on the Knicks. Josh Hart scored the go-ahead basket with two and a half, or excuse me, two point one seconds left after a chaotic uh, sort of events. He had a, a loose ball foul that was not called. The Pistons turned the ball over on that non-call. The Knicks got it. He went to the rack, scored, got fouled. They win the game. Monty Williams, the head coach for the Pistons, was not happy. This is what the head coach had to say.
2: The absolute worst call of the season. No call. And enough's enough. We've, we've done it the right way. <clears throat> we've called the league. We've sent in clips. We're sick of hearing the same stuff over and over again. We had a chance to win the game and the guy dove into Asar's legs, and there was a no call. that That's an abomination. You cannot miss that in an NBA game, period. And I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of our guys asking me, what more can we do, coach? That situation is exhibit A to what we've been dealing with all season long, and enough's enough. You cannot dive into a guy's legs In a big-time game like that, and there be a no-call. It's ridiculous, and we're tired of it. We just want a fair game called. Period. And I got nothing else to say. We want a fair game. And that was not fair. I'm done. So at
3: the end of the game, there's eight and a half seconds left. The New York Knicks guard, Dante DiVincenzo, plowed into the forward for the Detroit Pistons, Asar Thompson. Uh, And the worst part about that call, Sean, or non-call, it happened literally right at the feet of an official, right at the feet of an official, right, literally right in front of him. No call. Now, doesn't that make you question
4: how you miss that? How the naked eye alone can miss it? How it was a, it was a horrible call. I'm a big Monty Williams fan. I loved him in Phoenix. And my son, who was a chef for the Phoenix Suns, said Monty Williams was friggin' awesome. Right? He he did. Yeah, well, how long has Monty been with Detroit now? Is this his second year with them? I believe it's year two, isn't it? It can't be year three already, can it? It's got to be year two, right? Year two with them. Let me double check But back. his passion, he's going to get fined, which is wrong. You know what? If you can't, we're not allowed to criticize officials. Let me ask second you this. Second season. Okay, and maybe I'm wrong, and I know, the, I know all the reasons. I, I do. I know, yeah, it's season two in Detroit, right? Yeah. I know all the reasons that you can't. But... If you did ask an official why he kicked somebody out, if let's say we got the interview and the official criticized the player, would the official get fined? No. Okay, so why is it that if I disagree with a call and I think it was a horrible call, why should I? Why why do we find guys for giving their opinion? I'm still all these. Now listen, belligerent, threatening. All those things, you can't have. You can't have that in any... I I get that, right? The bullying part. You don't want to bully an official. Now, they're grown-ass men and women, too. They can handle criticism just like all the rest of us have to. But I don't understand this. I've never understood. If you're not willing to put them in front of us and give an explanation as to why you made or missed or didn't make that call, like you do the player's... We'll fine an NBA player for not showing up at a press conference at a friggin' All-Star game. But we will not make an official that, has a, that a call or two could change not only the course of a game, but the course of a team getting in or not in playoffs. I'm not even specifically talking about the Knicks and the Pistons. Any situation. Why is it I'm not allowed to say I thought the call was awful? Well, wh- why is that? Are, are, are officials, are we really such, are we so pussified that we cannot criticize people who well, you know what here's what happens when one person does it. We throw everybody, when one media outlet is fake news, guess what we do They're all fake news, right? Mm-hmm. And they may all very well have fake news involved in them. It's the same thing here when one you call out one official, oh, now you're supposed to all the other coaches are supposed to feel the pain of a guy calling an official out, get over it. If you're not going to hold them accountable to why they did something, if you're going to protect them like they're a four-year-old child, and quite frankly, we may protect our doggone officials more than we do our eight-year-old in elementary school. You know what I'm saying? From bullying, from all the craziness that goes on, from bad parenting, all the thing from your, whatever it is. And we protect these officials as if, if, if it's, that if you criticize them, the world's changing. With all the the, the the things that go on, and you're a passionate coach, why, like I said, you make a habit of at least, well, shouldn't Monty Williams be able to get a warning, Monty, just to tone it he down, shouldn't be, without being fined? shouldn't be fined anyways. But he's going to be. You're not, And they know it going in. He knew right off the bat. Listen, and some will even say it. I'm going to get fined. I don't care, boom. And I want to say what I want to say, but I can't, because I'll get fined, right? I get it. But I, I don't understand why in the world am I not allowed to sit here and say, you know what? I thought the officiating tonight was pretty good until the last call. It sucked. What, what's wrong with that? You didn't. You, 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 we know who you're talking. But when you say officiating, I'm talking to all you, all three.
1: KbmE Houston, KTVZ HD2 Houston, and iHeart Radio station is Sports Talk 790. Home
8: of the Astros. And the Rockets.
1: Your home for your home teams. Driven by the classic elite Buick GMC Studios for the elite car buying experience. (sighs)
2: Salisbury. 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 Houston.
1: Okay, let's do this. Sean Salisbury, former NFL quarterback. Sean Salisbury, To USC Trojan. Longtime friend Sean Salisbury. Brian Lalima. Go Lobos. This is the Sean Salisbury Show.
3: Rockets at the Thunder tonight. 8 p.m. is the launch pad right here on 790. Your home for Ast- or Excuse me, for Astros baseball and Rockets basketball. NFL scouting combine begins today. Your Cougs, the number one team in the nation in college basketball. Let's look at some. Uh, BS officiating in the NBA last night. The Pistons were in Madison Square Garden taking on the Knicks. Josh Hart scored the go-ahead basket with two and a half, or excuse me, two point one seconds left after a chaotic uh sort of events. He had a, a loose ball foul that was not called. The Pistons turned the ball over on that non call. The Knicks got it. He went to the rack, scored, got fouled. They win the game. Monty Williams, the head coach for the Pistons, was not happy. This is what the head coach had to say.
2: The absolute worst call of the season. No call. And enough's enough. We've, we've done it the right way. <clears throat> we've called the league. We've sent in clips. We're sick of hearing the same stuff over and over again. We had a chance to win the game. <clears throat> and the guy dove into Asar's legs. And there was a no call. That That's an abomination. You cannot miss that in an NBA game, period. And I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of our guys asking me, what more can we do, coach? That situation is exhibit A to what we've been dealing with all season long. And enough's enough. You cannot dive into a guy's legs in a big time game like that, and there be a no call. It's ridiculous, and we're tired of it. We just want a fair game called, period. And I got nothing else to say. We want a fair game. And that was not fair. I'm
3: done. So at the end of the game, there's eight and a half seconds left. The New York Knicks guard, Dante DiVincenzo, plowed into the forward for the Detroit Pistons, Asar Thompson. Uh, And the worst part about that call, Sean, or non-call, it happened literally right at the feet of an official. Right at the feet of an official, right literally right in front of him. No
4: call. Now doesn't that make you question how you miss that, how the naked eye alone can miss it? How? It was a it was a horrible call. I'm a big Monty Williams fan. I loved him in Phoenix. And my son, who was a chef for the Phoenix Suns, said Monty Williams was friggin' awesome, right? He he did Yeah, well, how long's Monty been with the trade now? Is this his second year with them? I believe it's year two, isn't it? It can't be year three already, can it? It's got to be year two, right? Year two with them. Let me double check But that. his passion, he's going to get fined, which is wrong. You know what? If you can't, we're not allowed to criticize officials. Let me ask you Second this. Second season. Okay, and maybe I'm wrong, and I know, the, I know all the reasons. I, I do. I know, yeah, it's season two in Detroit, right? Yeah. I know all the reasons that you can't. But if you did ask an official... Why he kicked somebody out if, let's say, we got the interview and the official criticized the player, would the official get fined? No. Okay, so why is it that if I disagree with a call and I think it was a horrible call, why should I – why, why do we fine guys for giving their opinion? I, I'm still oh, – all these – now listen, belligerent, threatening – All those things, you can't have. You can't have that in any way. I get that, right? The bullying part. You don't want to bully an official. Now, they're grown-ass men and women, too. They can handle criticism just like all the rest of us have to. But I don't understand this. I've never understood. If you're not willing to put them in front of us and give an explanation as to why you made or missed or didn't make that call, like you do the player's We'll find an NBA player for not showing up at a press conference at a friggin' All-Star game. But we will not make an official that has a, that a call or two could change not only the course of a game, but the course of a team getting in or not in playoffs. I'm not even specifically talking about the Knicks and the Pistons. Any situation. Why is it I'm not allowed to say I thought the call was awful? Well, wh- why is that? Are, are, are officials, are we really such, are we so pussified that we cannot criticize people who, well, you know what? Here's what happens when one person does it. We throw everybody. When one media outlet is fake news, guess what we do? They're all fake news, right? Mm-hmm. And they may all very well have fake news involved in them. It's the same thing here. When one, you call out one official, oh, now you're supposed to, all the other coaches are supposed to feel the pain of a guy calling an official out. Get over it. If you're not going to hold them accountable to why they did something, if you're going to protect them like they're a four-year-old child, and quite frankly, we may protect our doggone officials more than we do our eight-year-old in elementary school. You know what I'm saying? From bullying, from all the craziness that goes on, from bad parenting, all the thing from your, whatever it is. And we protect these officials as if, 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 if it's, that if you criticize them, the world's changing. With all the the, the the things that go on and you're a passionate coach, why, like I said, you make a habit of at least, well, shouldn't Monty Williams be able to get a warning? Monty, just to tone it he down shouldn't be, without being fined. Shouldn't be fined anyway. But he's going to be. You're not, And they know it going in. He knew right off the bat. Listen, and some will even say it. I'm going to get fined. I don't care. Boom. And I want to say what I want to say, but I can't because I'll get fined. Right? I get it. But I, I don't understand why in the world am I not allowed to sit here and say, you know what? I thought the officiating tonight was pretty good until the last call. It sucked. What, what's wrong with that? You didn't, you, you, we know who you're talking but When you say officiating, I'm talking to all, you, all three of you on the court. I, I just am I'm lost at why the, the officials are above any accountability. Now, I know they get judged by their own officials. But we don't get to sit in those meeting rooms. You know what I want? I want a, an official reality show. But it's. I, I want...
3: Get them mic'd uh, up. Yes. Which I, I know they and, do and, sometimes, I, I, but I, I want to hear all us, of I it. I want
4: you to take... A, you take us inside huddles. You force NFL teams to have their... Have, have, what's it called at the, the, the beginning of the season? You pick a team. And oh, the, uh,
3: uh, Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks. You yeah. force
4: a team to do that. And it's... Listen... No team deeply. They may like the pub. Nobody wants that because mm-hmm. you're cussing. People find it. Damn, I didn't know he cussing. You got a 12-year-old daughter or son at home that hears a dad cussing at the players like, oh, what's the first thing anybody says when somebody, when, when some snowflake, you cuss out a co- a player on the field? Oh, that's abuse. No, no it's not. You, you jumped off sides for the third time in a row and you got MF'd by your coach. Oh, well, get over it and keep it moving. It's not abuse. It's called, it's, it's, it's kind of like life. Sometimes we don't want it to be that way. Now there's a difference between abuse and, and and learning lessons, right? Same thing here. I I I don't understand why officials have become the well, Sean. You can now their job. I don't want their job I, at all. Hell, I can't do what they do. I don't want to, but I can. We, we can all bitch about it, but and you don't want it to bitch fest. But why in the world shouldn't Monty Williams be able to say, you know what? Overall officiating, the overall play in the game sucked. They they got a tough job to do, but that one you can't miss. It sucked. Why should he be fined for that? If you're not going to put somebody in front of me and explain to me why, but you get to watch, I want that reality show. I want you to take me inside. They want us to take them inside Hard Knocks the huddle mm-hmm. and get players uncomfortable getting cut. They're not sensitive to it. Why can't an official, 15 of I them, I want the camera in their meeting room going through their review. Because they can tell us they review it. I don't know how deep they review it. Do you?
3: Mm-mm. I have no idea. I
4: want to see Gene Steratore in there talking to the guys. And I want to see the, the current officials going through it and explaining why, what they see and why they do it. And I know they miss them, But unfortunately, an apology is not enough. It's not good enough when it comes to losing a game because of it. So for me, I think it's absurd. I have all the respect in the world for officials. I do. But you know what? Even as players, we mess up. Officials, everybody makes a mistake. And... We're allowed to criticize players. Why in the world can't you criticize an official? He's got as big a part of the game as any. And it'll help us not to question whether you're fixing the damn thing.
3: That's, that's where that, I'm...
4: To see, that's what'll help me. Yeah. With all the gambling going on in the NBA and NFL and baseball, capitalizing on all the big gambling money, it will help me understand so I don't automatically think. Because right now, you know what I think? Well, all these conspiracy theorists, and sometimes conspiracy is just real stuff people don't want to talk about. The truth. The, way they don't, the snowflakes yeah. don't want to address it. I don't care what side you sit on, they're like, ooh, it's a conspiracy. Well, is it? I'd like to think it is, that it's not that big, that they're all on the up and up. And they may very well be. But you know what creeps in? When you won't talk to me about it and let me know how you miss a call that blatant, either you suck at your job, either you got to open your eyes, go to Dr. Witsit for care, or... You got something against them, or you just missed it. And if you'll tell me you just missed it, my bad, then I can accept it. But walking off the court, they get security. The players, the player running off the court, are they getting security? I mean, security's around him, but the head coach does. I mean I don't see the right tackle getting security when he runs off the field, do you? No. Or or the point guard. So I just don't understand why we've gotten to the point where officials in every sport are not accountable to the rest of us. So it makes me wonder, how'd you miss it? If you don't have to tell me, all I'm going to hear is from the head of the and well, he missed that call, we should redo it. Great, thank you for the apology. Didn't do me any good. Go review the damn thing. What, go review it. That's uh, Stop down for 30 seconds. Say, D- we missed this call. Instead of telling me the next day you're sorry that you missed it, tell me then, reverse it, and let's go play some more. Inside of a couple of minutes, let's go play some more. You should be able to review it. Cost the team a game, or at least close to it, a chance. Oh, cost them a the game. Well, that's my point. Yeah. And so. So, uh, tell me that
0: game
3: wasn't rigged last yeah, night in
4: some form or fashion. Uh, I love, mm-hmm. listen, umpires, I wouldn't want to do it in uh, any no, of those officials' no. basketball, but I can tell you this they're not above criticism, and they should have to address just like the players do every friggin' game. And we hope it's not that often, but then you can take away why we sit here and think conspiracy. These guys all over the place are talking about games are fixed. And you're like, when something like that happens, you say, what was the spread? That's where your first thing, you go look. And it's unfortunate. It shouldn't be like
3: that. Yeah. Conspiracy theory or just a plain cold hard fact. Is the NBA rigged or do they have a NBA or excuse me, do they have a referee problem? We'll talk about that next on Sports Talk 790. Talking about baseball season. Battle at the ballpark. College baseball coming to Constellation Field down in Sugar Land. D1 baseball teams, Air Force, Army, Creighton, and Louisiana Tech headed to Constellation Field to uh, battle in Battle at the Ballpark. They're all going to be vying for that championship title. It's March 1st through the 3rd, which is this weekend. So get your tickets now, day passes or weekend passes. Go to peak.com. Events and it's all going down right there at Constellation Field where the Sugar Land Space Cowboys play. That is the AAA affiliate of your Houston Astros. Again, it's Air Force, Army, Creighton, and Louisiana Tech. Big D1 programs coming to Constellation Field to battle it out at Battle at the Ballpark. Again, peak. Dot events to get online and get your tickets for this action pack weekend, big time D1 baseball being played down in Sugarland. Battle at the ballpark. It's a baseball weekend you don't want to miss. Bring your son, your daughter, your future baseball or softball player. Bring the family. Go get you a couple of cold brews and watch this Division I baseball tournament down at Constellation Field. Best outside of Omaha.
1: This is the Sean Salisbury Show. Salisbury Show.
6: That's beautiful.
3: University of Houston, now the number one team in the nation in college basketball. Talking about the non-call in the Knicks and Pistons game last night. The more I watch it, the more absurd it was. Just a horrible non-call um, late in that game. It decided the game. DiVincenzo goes flying into Asur Thompson for the Pistons. No call. Knicks end up winning that game. After the game. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring The crew chief of the referees, James Williams, said, quote, Upon postgame review, we determined that Thompson gets to the ball first and then was deprived of the opportunity to gain possession of the ball. Therefore, a loose ball foul should have been whistled on New York's Dante DiVincenzo, end quote. Uh, Referee James Williams, he was a crew chief. Do you know where he was on that play, Sean? Yeah, where? Standing right on top of it. You're damn right he was. (laughs) He was the referee that was right there that did not call it. But then upon post-game review, for whatever reason, why it's post-game, post he admits, oh, we screwed up. Me I, in particular. I don't
4: understand why they can't review it. Tell me it's not rigged. How, how can you not review it? Well, that's not reviewable. My question is BS. why. my Should question, be. My question is why. My question is simply why. I, I thought we wanted to get it right and have the best chance to, I mean, create the best and you ask your coaches and players to create the best environment for a great game and success why in the world like i said the officials they're not going to be perfect but let's help them help them why can't you get that reviewed well it's a judgment call and guess what it does well then they'd say well they'd be reviewing every foul no (laughs) you get so many you, you you get certain reviews a number of you know what i'm saying you don't you don't i'm not asking just like in football i'm not asking you to give me more red flags to throw i'm just asking you allow me more latitude uh counselor to get to my point to where if i want to review a pass interference call as opposed to a fumble recovery in the middle of the second quarter let me still in the same amount of flags you're still going to go over there and look at it and if, Pat, if a guy grabs a guy by the shoulder pad and knocks his arm down and I can't get my arm up and it's clear pass interference, but we can't review it because, well, it's a judgment call. Like I said, so is offsides. So is lining up in the neutral zone. Those are judgment. Hey, I thought I saw this helmet was over the football. So if I want to use my red flags on something that you say I can't review, why in the world can't we review a game changer like that that everybody in the world saw it, but the guy who was supposed to see it, it makes no sense to me. None. And then I have None questions whatsoever. over: Are you doing your job properly? And that bothers me.
3: The crew chief on top of that play does not make the call.
4: They're not going to get them all right, and they do a hell of a job. You can't miss those though—the obvious ones.
3: It's ridiculous. Uh, Triple E, can you give me a little help on the uh, phone screener, please? Let's Hit get Phillip. to Philip. What's going yeah. on? Who are we going? Philip.
4: Okay, for sure.
3: Yeah, let's get to Philip real quick. Philip, good morning.
7: Hey. Hey, gentlemen. Um, yeah, Sean, I don't know about the reviewable situation, just to follow on with with what you were just saying. I, I think that's a great idea. You know, the the thing I was going to talk about is that, you know, they can't allow public criticism of the officiating because they have to protect the brand. You know, you know that. And um, so, but I but. Transparency is very important. I mean, I, I I don't watch a lot of football, but I really appreciated having Gene Steratore's voice in the box. Amen. You know to really clarify, because man, you know it really. I, I I've watched football since the '60s. You know, and it was it, it made things crystal clear. It, it was it, I really appreciated it. I I think they should have. Uh, you know, referees in NBA games on the comment on the commentary more. Agreed. Maybe even in
4: the booth. I don't know. Phil, I don't. I'm, I'm with you 100. percent And I understand they're protecting the brand, but when it gets like this, I almost got to say screw the brand. Your brand's not protected because you do something wrong. Somebody can criticize it. My brand, Brian's brand, iHeart's brand, CBS's brand. Yeah. But and I, I, I'm not talking about an all-out assault on verbal assault, but where you're cussing them out, just like you know what. Just like you would in a game if you're a player, right, Phillip? And is it umpire call rings you up on a questionable third strike? What do you do? You turn and look at him. You can argue with him. Don't make it personal. Mm -hmm. And don't cuss him out and drop an F bomb and call him, tell him that his wife sucks and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And he won't Mm -hmm. get run. They'll give you a little latitude. It's the same thing here, Monty Williams. Why in the world can't I go on? If you're not going to show up and tell me why, why do I got to get fined for saying I thought the call was horrible? I didn't make it personal. Right.
7: Isn't that about discretion, though, Sean? You know, the degree of how 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 critical was Bonnie of the call? You know, then, you know, you hope that the league is then looking at a right. spreadsheet of like, where is the finding going? Kind of back to your point about
4: transparency. Right. And great call, Philip. Thank you very much. And, you, I, and, 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 and to stare toward Mike Pereira, who was the original of this, yeah. was one of the great hires in sports television on the planet. And now you look how good territory is. We get an explanation, probably get more of it in basketball or have them sitting at the table in one of these games. Or back in New York in the command center when you got 15 games going, on. why not? We do it in, in the NBA. I mean, we do it in football and, and all the time. So I don't understand why you, can't, why you can't criticize as long. Like I said, isn't there a happy medium in everything? I can criticize without being belligerent and telling the guy he's an MF for all the time, right? Yeah. It was a bad call. And now that they admitted it, but an apology, unfortunately, from a friend, an apology may be enough. As long as you don't do it 48 times and you're apologizing for the same damn mistake. I I can't stand the fact that Monty Williams or I thought the, I thought the refereeing was horrible. Why you can't say that doesn't mean the next game you think it's going to be horrible for that moment. Yet, see, they get to split and run away without having to have the accountability. And once again, you'll get I guarantee there's umpires or officials listening and saying and we have a couple that call into our show. I know their job's brutal and tough, but I still disagree. And protecting the brand, part of protecting the brand is being transparent. Phillips right. If you're gonna protect the brand, then the brand should have to come out and tell me what's going on. What does the CEO and chairman of the board do for a company that stock is fallen?
3: Comes out and addresses his, it. Say it louder. He comes out and addresses it.
4: And you have all the 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 rules that come with, you know, finance and what you can't... Medical... Thought, all those things that come out. He comes out and addresses it to his shareholders. Why? To protect his brand and yeah. to protect the company. An, and, hey, man, my bad. You lost $400 million yesterday. That's on me, dude. Got you. I don't really have you. Sorry, the securities didn't allow me to pay it back because your investment didn't work. But hang in there. No, dude. In a different way, it's similar. I don't know why we've we've marked these officials... That they're clear of any criticism, at least from current players, and we're just not allowed to do it. They get to go. They get to go do their thing. And quite frankly, most of us don't even know who the official. Right? You don't. You won't know face walking down a, uh, an airport for the most part. I, I just, to me, they they got to be just. And now with all the money and all the gambling, you have to be held accountable. So we don't assume the worst. And the worst is, you missed it because you had something riding on it. That's what. That's what the conspiracy I- part of it is. And I it's think, fair I don't, enough to
3: question it, right? Yeah, that's, that's, I want to discuss that more, man. I, I just firmly believe, in my st- opinion, that the NBA, just the NBA, not the NFL, not Major League Baseball, the NBA has a big problem with games being I, rigged.
4: I, and I think the NFL
3: will probably be questioned second, right? Meaning, not rigged as you know the outcome, but there are certain calls because the referees know which way to sway the momentum and sway the game.
4: I, I'm a big I believer listen, in that. my morals and values like I mean, we all screw up and have our yeah but my 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 part of me says there's no way I'm buying into that <laughs> but there's a part Dude. of me that says I'm starting to see more and more evidence is to say I get why people listen I get why people do question it I want to lean towards the officials say no way no way no way but the longer we say no way no way no way next thing you wake up and you say oh yes way He's suspended for uh, he's suspended for two years because he was. Te- I don't know. Just address. I well, why can't they address the media? They got a plane to catch. Get in line. Who doesn't? It's it's amazing the Teflon that officials have. Yeah. And if you try to fire one of them, oh the 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 the, play, the, the union. union. The well, yeah. the coaching will protect yeah. them to the point. It's like, What do you mean fire? You fire me? You don't have the power. You ain't firing me. I'll be umping it. You can suspend me for a game or take away my postseason stuff on the great. I want a reality show on officials. But I want a real show. I want that docu-series. I want you take me into their review meetings on Monday after they screwed up on Sunday. That's what I want to hear. (laughs) And now we can start to now we're living. Most of us aren't usually interested in what the officials or umpires are doing unless it's in the game. This will tell me this. I want to know how strict. And the, 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 I want to know what just like you take me into a quarterback meeting after I've mentally made four mistakes and I'm getting my ass handed to me and you want to put a camera. in Think about how that feels. Stick a camera in there. If you're not going to make them address it afterward, let's do a let's do a series. Follow them around and sit in there, review meetings to find out just how critical you're being of this call. Yeah, I want to see it. I do, too. And it's a gold mine. Maybe I should start. It. You ready there you go? Yeah, I'm in. I'll Who's be that, who producer. wants to fund it? Who's got all that money wants to fund it? I'll oh pr- we'll go. Put I it on paper. Let's it.
3: go. Budweiser.
4: There you go. <laughs> go to go to break, dude. What man? Don't embarrass me with your stupidity. What? Wow,
3: man. What do you got next? You, 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 are you? Are you, you just ju- assured
4: ju- yourself you ain't getting no other beer deal. What so do you got? You go. What do you got
3: right now? You got?
4: I got. Yeah, I'm tell- telling you, you a Sertipro. Sertipro? I need yeah. something
3: painted. Can you tell yeah, me yeah, about? Yeah, a I a know. you know. Yeah, paint me Birmingham. How about that? Yeah.
4: Nope. They may not be able to paint you Birmingham, but they'll paint something that looks quite like it. Okay. Yeah. Front porch swing you right or no it's front front yard swing is that what it is not front porch front porch swing i think it's front yard that's it just uh just just uh, for the hell of it uh, but i can tell you certain gets it done they're the official painting partner of the houston astros di wires i love that you do it but i got a group for you who can do it better and they know your name they live in your community they're local and they are timely and they are right and i'm so grateful that Certapro pro painted interior and exterior of my home and that friends understand it and are using them as well. That matters to me because it also speaks to the quality of the person and quality of the job Serta Pro is doing. They can do it for your place too. It's expensive, man. Expensive to have a home, expensive to have a business, and it sure as hell is expensive to continue to make it look good and presentable. But why wouldn't you? Looks good, feel good, production's good. Serta Pro can help. Again, the official painting partner of the Houston Astros, Serta Pro Painters, it's of with the C, Serta Pro the Power Pro.
1: The Sean Salisbury Show continues. And if you do know, now you know. Sports Talk
6: 790.
4: Officiating, refing umpiring. I, I hate it when that becomes, not, not that that's a good topic of conversation, that we don't have a fix for it. We all, I understand the protection of the brand and the player and the coach and the, the of referee. I, I get all that. But, damn, we're at a time when they seem to be the only ones that are protected. Honestly. Yeah, there's a few other individuals around the world, but it feels like sports-wise that we got to protect our... Why? Well, well they've they got a job to do. We all see it. Well, I, I don't understand why you can't at least be fairly critical. We can be critical of everything else, it seems, but we are not allowed to criticize an official because that's just wrong. No, it actually isn't. Just like anything else in life, if you criticize a boss or criticize uh, the critic, not criticize, but go over to the point belligerent, then you either get suspended or find a new job. Same thing here. Why, Monty Williams, that's not even, I mean, I I don't know what the fine's going to be, but Monty Williams should be allowed to say that he thought it was a horrible call without getting fined. He didn't cuss him. He didn't make it personal, didn't attack his kids or his wife. Just said it it was, it was horrible and it was a terrible call.
0: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com.
3: No purchase necessary. DTW, Void or prohibited by
0: law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. And if they admit it the next day, does he still deserve a
4: fine? It's putrid. Save the brand. Screw the brand. The brand gets worse if you don't make the right transparent calls. If you don't let anybody criticize it, the brand diminishes as opposed to builds up. And I can tell you right now when it comes to this, the NBA's got some brand issues anyway that they're going to have to fix, and officiating's part of it. Let's get out to Al. Al, welcome in, man. How you doing?
5: Uh, good, good. Hey, I just had two quick things. Uh I wanted to add, Brian, uh, about the D1 baseball. Uh, Stan, Stanford is also in town this weekend versus Rice.
4: There you go, Stanford. Right, Brian's not in the studio right now, but uh, I'll make sure he knows Stanford and Rice play this weekend. All right, Al, thank you um, for John, letting us know.
5: One other thing. You are the greatest sports talk host in history. I just listened to your rant for 10 minutes, and somehow in the middle of it, you even managed to get in a, a, a commercial with
6: Dr. <laughs> Dude,
4: just classic, man. Al, you're the best, man. Thank you. I, I don't know if I'm the best in history, but I'm not going to take that compliment lightly because you may be the only person that ever says it. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Thanks for the information, and thanks for the phenomenal compliment. And you do got to weave in. Hey, got to weave in the revenue commercials, man. You got to. Al, you're the best, brother. Thank you. And we got a lot of you're the best guys on here, uh, meaning they are. And in truth, I, 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 part of me loving coming to work, aside from our my co-host and my producer and buddies and Triple E and Brian, is uh, not only the energy that's created in our building here, we're fortunate with good bosses, but also our fans and our listeners and callers, the laughs and the jokes and buying in and even the the disagreements. I friggin' love them. I do, and like I said, I'll work this job till I'm 90 if they'll let me because I just, it's a, and how many people get up at 3.30 in the morning and say, I love going to work? We do. I'm not even sure how we can, it's, it's almost, I almost feel like I'm slapping some in the face when I say we're going to work to talk sports, and you're out there, guys are in their trucks grinding and, and ladies grinding and going to work and going to work hour upon hour upon hour and be stressed all day long. I don't ever take it for granted. I would hope that you guys know that. I don't think any of us do here. I mean, come on, man. Think about it when you're growing up and you wake up. And this isn't like, hey, look at us, not you. Because I come from that family of a dad who grinded his ass off and said, man, what a, do you know how good you got it, boy? And I said, yeah, I do, dad. To be able to do this every day, I, I don't. I, I sure as hell, I know we all say watching broadcast, I want to be that guy on TV. But you never really envision, you know, doing this at least full time and getting paid for it. Because you're talking to your buddies, and then it works out that way. And that's a pretty a hell of a blessing. And when I get reminded of it, sometimes I do lose sight of it. We do like, oh, got to talk sports again. Are you kidding me, Sean? And I tell everybody this. If ever you hear a broadcaster or somebody who does our job. Now, we prepare hard, and I'd like to hold. Not everybody does. I like to think you prepare hard and you you're receptive to fans and you can take criticism, give criticism, be fair, be honest, not make it personal, all those things that go with a TV or radio job or whatever, an entertainment job. This isn't what we're doing right now when you report a story or write a story about journalism, it's journalists. This is what we're doing entertaining, laugh and sing and talk in sports, giving our opinion. An opinion's not journalism. Journalism is going out and doing all the research that people work a lot harder to do. But I, I think to my and I have taken it for granted at times. And I sometimes think, Sean, don't you dare? So I tell anybody that asked me, I said, don't ever let anybody in our business, even though, yeah, you can be tired, people get tired and the work is a grind because we're trying to entertain. If you're not entertaining fans and listeners and, and advertisers and you're not doing it right, then you don't keep the gig. But when you do it right, you hope that people tune in. But you know what's crazy is sometimes it's like, dude, dude don't, don't take this thing for granted. And I almost feel like it's a slap in the face of those who got to go to work because in truth, don't ever let a broadcaster we're making two million bucks a year or two hundred thousand or twenty thousand dollars. You get to go on and talk sports every day Um, and have fun and and talk with people smarter than you that call in. I I don't I, I, I just shake my head. Don't don't ever buy into the woe is me stuff with a broadcaster. That's that's saying how hard he works. Well, I got a lot of people standing in line not only would love the gig, but also they work a lot harder than we do. And then in between their job drives or what they're doing, they're taking a break. If they tune into us for 30 seconds to tell us that they like the show in between their their hard work, yeah, thank you. It's a pretty pretty friggin' good gig we got. Al wanted me to remind you that Stanford and Rice play this week too, right? And that college baseball stuff as well. He just was sending in just a, just a reminder. Oh, okay. I, don't, I don't know what tournament it is, but Al was just – let us know and just saying how much he appreciates the show. So, we And yeah, I, I, I say, don't ever. We take it for granted at times. We try not to, but don't ever feel sorry for a guy who complains that he's tired and he has to talk sports. Don't. don't.
3: Yeah. There's some uh, big time college baseball going down in yeah. the city this weekend. Yeah,
4: there sure is. So, so I just I appreciate it. And, and sometimes we get so caught up in everyday talking other sports, mm-hmm. we don't get to thank the people who spend money to advertise and people who tune in and listen. Even if they're a, a person. If they disagree, that's a good thing. That if we all agreed on every single thing, it would be awfully boring, right? Oh yeah. Fun. And I learned something new, so I do. You know, with people when they just the fact that I don't know if we thank them enough. I hope we do. I, I like to think, I think we so. do, but I still, you know, considering what we do and that everything, their their interest and their driving us to do this and making it make our job fun. And yeah. the people who listen, if it's an outlet of some kind for two minutes, ten minutes. And just so you know, the people who listen to our show, fortunately, and that and the bears it out on some of the numbers, they listen for a long time. Yeah, that's the best is, part about it. T- yeah, they spend time listening, which makes me very proud. Yeah, I think that's... And I'm grateful for them.
3: Yeah, I think we... I, I forgot who it was last week. Uh, I, think, I think Steve said he was uh, the one that drives around. He's outside sales guy. And he said he, it's one of the things that keeps him going during the day. My, is-
4: yeah. One of my favorite compliments is when somebody tells us they pulled up to their driveway for dinner or they're at work and they mm-hmm. got a meeting and they're willing to be late. I don't want to be in trouble, but willing to be late to listen to something, whether it's something stupid we're doing for a laugh or something they need to hear. Um, it make, I, I'm awfully proud of it, but I, I hope that I don't slap myself enough. I mean, I hope I slap myself more in the head and say, Sean, don't ever take this for granted yeah. because we
3: got good people, man. I mean, you start taking things for granted, then. You... Well, then you do average work. Right.
4: Yeah. And you and we get don't complacent. Yeah. And we don't we, need...
3: yeah, we won't have that. There, no, there's we're... no way. I think we drive each other along with Triple E, to uh, continue to get better every single day and, and, and be we'll prepared. Get checked, and, and we
4: get checked on it, too, which we love, sure. too. You check on it. you Yeah. If something, you have mispronounced something or missed a date or missed something. Or like Alex Bregman's or, age
3: incorrect. Right.
4: And you learn. So now you know he's 29, about to be 30. 30, right. <laughs> there you Instead
3: go. of 30, about to be 31.
4: But so it's good to have that. Yeah. We're lucky, man. We're fortunate.
3: Do you know what starts today?
4: What starts today? Yeah. Big uh, event.
3: Don't say it. I'm teasing. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you yeah. Go good tease right there. What's the big event in Houston? My off-season golf game. Anyway. <laughs> Sports Talk 790.
4: Wits and vision. If you want to see what you hit as a player, a golfer, going to the movies, you want to see without squinting or glasses or readers, yeah, we always say that in football. See what you hit and you won't get penalized. Well, uh, the penalty for not seeing uh, the road can be dangerous, for not seeing a side can be dangerous, and for not seeing the game you want or squinting at TV can be irritating as hell and Whitsett Vision can help. When I moved here, I needed the right LASIK doctor and the right eye care doctor, and I got both with Dr. Jeff Witsett, W-H-I-T-S-E-T-T. I needed experience, I wanted somebody I could trust, I wanted somebody that can walk me through what it was gonna feel like on the table, off the table, and in recovery, and how invasive it was. And he answered them all, and all worked in my favor, and they will in yours too. He's an expert, and he is as good as there is in the country, and we got him right here. Use him. If you have a question, send me a message. And or book your free consultation at witsitvision.com or 713 365 9799. 713 365 9799. It can be underrated. Hey, listen, carrying around those glass cases and and, and uh, contact cases can be a pain in the ass. You can alleviate that with Dr. Jeff Witsit. Witsitvision.com, Witsitvision.com, Dr. Jeff Witsit at Witsitvision.com.
1: And we're back. The Sean Salisbury Show continues. You can go ahead and fade that out stripping before we get fine.
4: Yeah,
3: we throw three
4: cuts yeah. into
3: one. Yeah. Houston Rodeo, livestock show and rodeo starts tonight over at NRG Stadium. Uh, by the way, before we talk about the rodeo, Astros and Nationals in spring training action today, twelve oh five, the first pitch cover starts at eleven fifty right here on seven nine your home for Astros baseball. The Rockets and Thunder tonight. 9 p.m. tip-off, 8 o'clock, launch pad right here on 7 on your home for Rockets Basketball. Adam Lefko of NBA On TV going to join Chris Gordy and Ross of Villarreal uh, on next up at 1020. So you're not going to want to miss that interview. The game tonight is on TNT for the Rockets.
4: No Stan Stan, the pizza man? He is out. Hopefully feels better.
3: I hope he does as well.
4: So uh, Ross, uh, the whole two hours with, with Gordy.
3: Uh, so they, yeah, it's about two hours because well, a little less. Got than two a game. Hours. Oh, because the game. A, Ro- uh, Excuse me, Astros. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, the uh, I'm just proud of Ross for being awake. Whoa, what? What do you mean? He sleeps in a little bit. That's okay. I would too.
4: Why you got Why you got to call Roscoe out?
3: Roscoe Dash. Oh, that's not a call out, dude. They, him and Matt have talked about me wearing joggers like, you know, day in and day out. So me saying that Ross likes to sleep, Why don't you get, out of, people, don't you get out of people's wallet, dog? What? <laughs> I don't know. It just sounded good to say. <laughs> hey, so when I went to uh, make a business call, had to step out of the studio, Al said you were the best radio host of all time. Is Al your brother? Uh, well, I, direct
4: deposit goes in on the first it does. Doesn't Just it? has to wait an extra day because we
3: got a twenty ninth day this month. Yeah, what is that?
4: So, yeah,
3: yeah. I missed that. It was that, nice. Man. Yeah,
4: I, I uh, thank. That was nice of Al.
3: And you, you throw yeah, a straight bullet while I was in the uh, business call. Did you?
4: At uh, you? Yeah. No, oh, I would okay. do that yeah. to your face. Yeah. I wait until you walk call. in to do it. Right. Yeah. No, I said. They said. I said he'd asked. He was talking to you, and I said, "Well, Brian, about the Stanford rice." said, "Brian's not in the studio right now. Yeah. I'll make sure he gets a message." And then he said that, and we went in to have some laughs and some good times. So no, yeah. didn't throw a straight bullet. Hey, if you hey, are you feeling guilty about something?
3: Who me? Yeah, no, uh, not at all.
4: You feel? I don't know. You feel? No, worried about straight bullet? What, why would I ever no, throw? No, no. Have I ever thrown a straight bullet when you're not around? Uh, no. no right, I'm a straight bullet. No, so no. I make sure you're right staring right dome. at me. That's exactly yeah. right.
3: Staring you in your eyes. There you know? go.
4: That's that's who I am. Yeah. Okay. Transparent. <laughs> I screw up plenty.
3: Yeah, see, Dan Matthews at the A-Team even just sent me a text and sent us a text, What did Disco Dan say? Disco Dan said, making fun of the Matt Thomas show was always fair game. I'm not making fun of the Matt Thomas show, but if I did and wanted to, I wouldn't feel bad about it. They'd call me out Would you make fun? Oh, faster Riles, than anybody.
4: Yeah. yeah. Man. Why? Because you're, you're big in the joggers community?
3: I am, and so are you now. Yeah, yeah. I'm wearing my Frozen. Kobe Stevens golf apparel uh, joggers. Check it out at KobeStevens.com. Yeah, I need to start wearing all my Travis Matthew free stuff. Come on, dude. What? Huh? That's like when you're talking about spindle tap and I'm like, no, spindle tap sucks. Oh. You know what did you did say, right there. Did I say anything about Kobe Stevens? I, I said, said Kobe great. Stevens, and then you said Travis Matthew. Well, Come on. What's
4: the difference when I'm talking about the best brewery in the world uh-huh. and you bring in Budweiser. Budweiser? No, no, I'm just asking what a caller asked you. <laughs> well, I'm just asking. Somebody had asked me about what my golf <laughs> what apparel is, and I said, you know, Travis you Matthew. You know, you say Kobe Stevens because I support your guys. Well, like, I, I love if Kobe. Anybody How many asked times have I told you I love Kobe Stevens? Tell him I love him more. When you get some shirts, where my shirt and
3: hat come? Okay. <laughs> well, I wear a double X in the polos. I'll get you a triple. I don't know. I don't wear a triple double, dude. I'm no, not a double. Not going to fit you. I promise. This I'm, is dude, the double. Dude, have you checked my Our stuff out is... lately, dude? I'm have telling you. you. Me out? Huh? Yeah, I do every day. I mean, no. Yes. What is it?
4: Yeah. So, <laughs> hey,
3: I'll elevate. I'll elevate. You elevate. I'll, and celebrate. Dude, yeah. You know what they say? Look good, feel good, play good. Fast pay makes fast, <laughs> fast friends. Damn <laughs> right. And you know what else they say about the Astros? Uh, they got a game today. And if they score more runs than the Nationals, they will win today.
4: Does that hold true in the spring training as well?
3: <sighs> we don't point, go extra innings, no, right? we, we just hit, so maybe yeah, just not. let call it.
4: It may not be the case. Yeah. May not Good have to point. win by scoring more runs than the other team. You may just say, we if don't does,
3: score more runs than the other team. Because if it does get to the bottom of the ninth and it's tied two to two, and there's three home. outs, they could just say, hey, we're done, boys. Slower Y'all go. Or they're
4: going to West Palm and Arizona. Somebody's going, probably go to Old Town and Scottsdale.
3: Exactly. Well, I'd rather go to Old Town and Scottsdale <laughs> than Clematis <laughs> down in West Palm, but who's talking? I mean, hey, who's counting? Excuse uh, me. Okay, hey,
4: who's keeping score?
3: Yeah. Blake Sheldon and I at the rodeo. You going?
4: No. Okay. I like Blake Sheldon, well, but I'm not going to the rodeo. Yeah, neither am I. I might shore my game up today, though. Freed up some time. I might be a little warm today. And?
3: Well, I'm, I'm headed out to the Memorial Golf Course right now to uh, All right. hang out with Kobe Stevens Golf Apparel.
6: Kobe give Stevens my best.
3: <laughs> yeah, I will. I'll snag you a 3X. Don't worry. What colors you like? Blue? Green? Yellow? Whatever brings out the green in my eyes. <laughs> Perfect. It's <laughs> awesome. This, brings up, this yeah. blue brings out
4: the green in my eyes.
3: Yeah. No doubt about it. All right. That is Sean Salisbury. Triple E. Emmanuel Elmore is our producer. I am Brian Lalima. Thank you for listening. We're back tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Don't go anywhere. Next up. With Chris Gordy and Ross Vireal filling in for Stan Norfleet next, Sports Talk Seven Night.
8: With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.